Welcome to the What You Know Good Podcast. That's Mr. Jesse. There it is. What's going on, everybody? It's a beautiful Friday night. Again, hey, we're back. Doing, buddy? Man, I'm great, man. How was, was your holidays, dude? Hey, my holidays were holidays. Yeah, you know, know, it's just uh, it's another day. I don't really like the holidays. Dude, that new mic sounds good. What? I know, right? You don't like the holidays? I hate the holidays, he man. Said Why that, do you not man? like the holidays? Because it, it has become nothing more than a money pit. Yeah. Oh, you're just approaching it the wrong way then. Yeah. No, yeah. I I know how I feel oh. about the reason for the season. Right, right. But because no one else feels that way pretty much pretty much anymore. Yeah, it's falling away from that for yeah. sure. You're yeah. the head of the household. You should be able to establish the little pattern. Lay down oh, the law. They got no problem <laughs> understanding why. Got you, got you. They run just, you, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Screw it. I'm not, I'm <laughs> I'm not down here, for I'm that. in here talking. I haven't even introduced myself. No, you're good. Go ahead and uh, introduce <laughs> our guest, Mr. Hey, Jesse. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have the wonderful <laughs> Wes Spicer. Let's go. What's up, Station Wes? manager, DJ. Well, you know, let's let's go ahead and hold it. Jesse and I have known each other for quite a while, but I'm actually the operations manager over at Town Square, which means that everything that goes on the radio or internet goes through me. The sales pe- there's a sales manager, and then I'm the ops guy, and then we both report. To Maybe the that's somebody manager. I should hang out with when I when I yeah, figure out for a better sure. sales pitch. Huh? Yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> I got a salesperson that can help you out for sure. They they have to pitch that stuff all the time. But no, that's that's what I'm in charge of. So the disc jockeys and and the the duties that they do now because I've been in this business 32 years, wow. and it has changed a lot how from day one. You, of them. How old were you when you started in the business? 17. 17. 17. I had a little break in there. In, how in how do you get? How do you get started in the radio business at 17? <laughs> so here's the story, and this is we talked about this once before, but my dad was in the military. He was a Navy yeah, guy. Yeah. Once he retired from the Navy, he became a Raytheon guy. And then Raytheon had him located to El Paso, and they said, okay, the next move is to go to Boston. Right. And he went, no, not happening, because <laughs> his family is all from uh, southeast Oklahoma, so he wanted to stay close. And he had, a, he had a sister that was living in Texarkana, so he decided to go visit her, and he visited her and liked what he saw, so... He decided that uh, he would make the move there, and of course, my mom—they were already—he was already married to my mom, who he met in Okinawa, Japan. Mm. So there's the there's the multicultural, multi heritage, multi whatever that goes in my. And background. then he landed in the the greatest country on the on the planet, Texas. Texas. Right. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah, so then you, we, you know, then we he started in, in Wake Village is where it all wound up. So that's how that all got into play. But so after that, he got was looking for another job. And a college radio station needed somebody to be able to take care of their mm-hmm. radio station. So he basically learned how to be a radio station engineer while he was on the job, kind of working on the job, because he was a teacher at the college already. And he said, hey, since you know electronics, won't you just work on the radio station too? He'd been there about a year, and they, they go, um, we're, we're going to need somebody. We need somebody to work weekends up here. And he came said, would you be interested? And, and back then it was paying more than minimum wage, and I can actually do my homework while I was working, so I got my foot go. in the door. And My career's been backwards, though, because when I started then, I was playing classical music, and then my first real radio job, I played like soft rock, Ugh. Gloria Esteban, uh, oh, that no. kind of stuff, That's and did, re- did requests and dedications. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Wait, wait, and then it gets better. Then at 20, I was playing old, were, oldies. Before you, were you that guy that was, this one goes out to Shelly, uh, this is from Mark, <laughs> he said he loves you. That guy, Dedications. Do you know I actually recorded more of it than I did, pl- did my own yeah. voice on it? Because back then, I was really self-conscious, because back then, all those disc jockeys you heard on the radio, everybody had these big, huge, booming, I mean, just rattle the speaker voices, and I went, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, I tried. You try to you try to force it out, and then when you force it, it sounds really bad. Yeah. So I made it a point of doing a little bit of talking, but I I mastered that old school reel to reel machine. That's where I'm 
showing my age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but back then, when you recorded phone calls on reel to reels, if somebody screwed something up, oh man, you had to go in there and actually mark it with a grease pencil, cut the boo boo out, Ugh. tape it back together, wow. and you'd have a call. Casey, I bet, I bet you're glad we don't. So have yeah, believe yeah. me, you would never oh, want sorry, not never we, wanna, you. Yeah, you would never want to deal with that kind of stuff. But yeah, I did. I did a request and dedication show that ran two hours, and and I would run through almost a reel of tape getting phone calls, editing them, getting back on the radio and stuff, too. So, yeah. And then now here I am in my 50s playing pop. So my <laughs> career has been, I mean, literally backwards. Yeah, it's a, a full circle, I've done pop, man. country, classic rock, oldies. So you, you do, you've done pretty much every station over easy there. Easy listening. Yeah, yeah. Doing all that stuff. So we laugh. You know, any disc jockey that's been in the in, in the world for a little while and worked a few stations is going to kill you at Name That Tune, even with stuff you back know, in the 30s. You, know, when I, you can throw a show tune out. No when I was younger, I, I listening to DJs and stuff, and I would listen to them, and automatically my mind being programmed to just – uh, I guess, uh, shit, uh, my mind just went blank. The, I know what you're talking word, about. You know, you hear somebody and you think, and you think you, you, okay, oh, that's, that's what, what they listen to. Like, or what yeah, he looks like. That's what he looks like. That's what he listens to. I mean, <laughs> but then after meeting Wes, I'm like, okay, this dude doesn't fit anything I've heard. <laughs> That's what, that, what's the old saying? You've got a face for radio. Yeah. yeah that, yes, I've heard that more than one time for sure. <laughs> but Definitely. I mean, you, you, it's, it's crazy, you know. I've met a few DJs now. Oh yeah, um, I knew Catfish from uh, 106.3. Oh yeah, um, yep. You, I, uh, I, I worked with others. Benson for years, yeah. man. We worked together back in like the early, like the early 2000s, man. Yeah, and yep. it, it's it's crazy to actually meet the voices mm-hmm. in person. Totally, di- it, it's it's wait. That's no, that's not who was right. on the radio. Some this of them morning. are some of them are way out of left field that you would never yeah. envision. Then others, they kind of they fit. But in this new digital world we live in, there's no hiding anymore. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm that you weird know, guy you know that looks are. people up. Like, yeah, if I hear them, like oh, I gotta you know. know what oh, that guy no, looks I, I, listen, I listen to the morning, uh, the kicker. Yeah, uh, every morning. Yeah, and you know, for I don't know a few months, I just listened, really enjoyed the show, and they kept talking about the website and and the app and everything. I'm like, okay. I got to see what these people look like. Yep. Right. Nope. That's not what I pictured. That's <laughs> yeah, not what I pictured at all. Because back in the day, I guess the DJ could just walk in the supermarket and do his shopping. And nobody as knows. Long nobody as, you, knows. as long as you weren't big about ta- doing a lot of talking, you're okay. And it's changed a lot now because there are so many voices out there and so many things that are going on. And just like a good example, on one of our stations, there's actually 11 different people that are on the radio at any given time during a seven day period. Really? So people will sometimes will associate with somebody that, that's. You know that's not not even close to you. Like my afternoon guy, you look at him and you go, "Okay, he's a video gamer." You know, you can, he's got the look. You know, no offense or anything, but he's got he's got that look. And when you talk to him, you go, "Oh yeah, I got you, I got you." It's cool. When he's talking to you, he's about two hundred miles an hour. And the sign I have in the studio for him always says one thing: slow down, because he's not from here. So the biggest dilemma you have is realizing the difference between the speed at which mm-hmm. they talk compared to the speed at which we talk. Right. It's just a different deal. You I mean, you learn how to communicate yeah, you with get, your listeners. He's from Pennsylvania, so when he gets oh, on the yeah. radio when he first started, it's like, dude, I have to, I, I can't understand a, about like every third word you say. Yeah. So it, some of it's been a challenge for sure, but it's just one of those. It's the changing, it's the changing of the guard, is what I call it, and what we do now because before. We had to pull our own music and do all this stuff and handwritten this and handwritten that. Yeah, now, now it's all on computer. Everything's you just push on a, a button. Everything's on a computer, but now our people that are on the radio are no longer just people talking to you on there. They've got something else digital that you can reach out and get to. 
Right. So if you're on the radio and you're talking about your charity, you're talking about an event coming up, you can say, oh, well, I'm going to give you like 10 seconds of it here, but the full story is over here right. on the digital reach of it. Because yeah, and, and, you know, the the actual radio guy at the station isn't always the one taking uh, taking charge of, say, the music on the Internet. Oh, no. You know, it, mm. it may be similar, but say the commercials are different. They're they're placed by someone else. You know, because I've heard a few commercials that I've called different radio stations and said, hey, you know, I, what's going on here? What's going on there? And, and they'd message me back. Well, you know, I don't really have control of what's being done with the Internet because you must be listening to Internet radio because he knew by my question. Sure. That it was what I was listening yeah. to or how I was listening to it. Well, it's all that high-tech stuff. See, when yeah. you're listening to it on your phone and your phone knows where, what region you're in, the commercials for that region come to you. Right. So, yeah. So the funny thing is the internet in our building is run through a building in Dallas. So everything I look up, it's going, Dallas weather. It's like, no, 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 no i got to change the location. Wow. Because it thinks we're in Dallas because of, mm. well, you know, the big thing that happened with the city, how they all got that ransomware. This is what protects us from all that stuff because we suffered from it about a year ago, and wow. two years ago. Yeah, and computers are wonderful. They're great, but boy, if they get nasty things in them, they can be the worst thing you can ever deal with. It, it sucks that how much we actually rely on. Yeah. You know. Oh, technology for <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. It's 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 when, scary. When, when you and I were growing up, it, there was none of that. No. You know, I no. mean, we had we had to actually go to our friend's house or do the rotary thing. You know, I'm not that old, dude. I, the internet came out was I was like 11. <laughs> yeah, but you, mean, know, you know, you you still had your formidable years with that kind of stuff. Yeah, we didn't get it to where uh, yeah, close to an right. adult, yeah, so it's right. a different, see, different deal. When internet and cell phones and stuff like that entered into your world, it was almost immediate. Yeah, yeah. For oh, us, no. it took some growing. Yeah. It took some growing <laughs> pains. You know, I didn't get a cell phone until after I was well into my military days. Yeah, really. Oh yeah! Oh wow! I mean, I'd already been stationed. My wife and I had moved into our our base house, and we came back to visit um, here in town. And this was a year, year, year and a half into my military uh, days before we even thought about getting a cell phone. Yeah, I think my first cell phone was gotcha. like two thousand four. Uh, yeah, I was eighteen. Well, there I've got a photo of me in ninety seven, and I what the time I had a old old like a beat up motorola cell phone but i had two pagers yes oh, two yeah. pagers i yes. had a pager well before i had a cell phone. because for us we had i had a pager for the stuff that went on in the building and then i had a pager for all the transmitter stuff right so you know these radio stations we've got five i've got transmitters scattered all over the Texas area well each one of them if something went wrong they called the transmitter pager so yes I'll, there's a picture that they laugh all the time about <laughs> that i've got you know how the Rock has this cheesy one with the with the you know with this fanny pack on. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two big pagers hanging off your pocket and a <laughs> cell like, phone too. Like, yeah, uh, the radio yeah, it was, Batman. Was it, it was, it, bad. was it like a? Was it one of the Motorola's that had like the little flip piece, or was it like the the big? It was it was thing? a big walkie talkie. Yeah, awesome. Well, about the mid midway piece. You know, they just the Zach, shrinking well, like them. the Zach Morris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that? Before oh, the awesome. before the Star Tech, but it's <laughs> def- awesome. certainly big. Yeah, that's funny. Great. Yeah, for sure. I had my my first pager had. It was the one where, you, you know, you, you look down at your belt and you can see the number coming up. Oh, yeah. You know, the little <laughs> dig, digital on top. And then uh, the next one I got, um, it was, it had its little own little, like, you know how you get a phone clip now? 
the phone clips into it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The pager actually clipped into it, and oh, you had to pull it off. You. It was all streamlined and everything. Oh, and I, yeah. could, I could do stuff on it and type back with it. And, well, the the first-generation first, first Blackberries were like that. Oh, yeah. I had one of those for about a year. Then I got then I finally got the phone version of it. Yeah, man, believe me. That, man, I, it's thought, a, I thought I was the shit I could type on my pager. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, you think about that short period of time and how technology had changed so drastically. You went from a phone that was kind of smart kind of dumb well, to a phone I mean, that was sort of smart and now a lot of people don't realize that the first cell phone the first cell phone call was in the 70s, yeah, 70s. oh yeah uh-huh. you know in the lot, briefcase a lot yeah i mean the guy's sitting in his car yeah. making a phone call oh yeah mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that oh it, it goes way back the first cell phone i ever used was in 1989 and we were doing a charity broadcast from march of dimes and the mall used to have the fountain in the center. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. We yeah. had blocks of ice we were literally sitting on. You know, we were freezing our buns off doing a thing for people to call in yeah, it seems like and I raise money that. for that. And that was like 19, that was 89, somewhere around 89, yeah, maybe 90 in that area. Yeah. At the time, the station was oldies, and we were uh, we had just kind of gotten the station kicked off, and I, we were doing something. I remember with, that event. Because there was a March of Dimes person that had a really good relationship with us, and they asked for some help for some charity, and we said, sure, we can do that. That's kind of our deal. You know, I mean, part of the radio station, people don't think about it too much, but a radio station is actually governed by the federal government. Right. It's not something that's managed in locally or nationally or another state. thing for the government to get it's, their hands right, on it's a federal it's a federal deal but they have they've given you we've gotten more freedom i think in the probably the past five years than we've had in a while because everything being digital there's no more of those oh my gosh they're going to make a visit and start cracking us for fines no all the stuff that we used to keep in file cabinets is now uploaded on mm-hmm. a computer and they can look at it whenever they want to and they go oh you know we found an error if you can fix this we'll be okay Whereas before it was like they found the area of the building, it's like the guy starts writing stuff up and you're creeped out because you're going, if, when the FCC shows up and they start writing down, you're not getting out with a warning. You're going to have to pay something. It's like a restaurant getting yeah, shut down. exactly. You get yeah, all the fines and stuff. So, you with that, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. So the technology in that particular aspect has made it where the federal government's been a lot more hands-off. But they do require us to do things for the public good. But as, as long as I've been in radio, we've always exceeded what they consider to be their minimum required right. stuff you have to do. They want so much a quarter. I made that requirement in our building per month because there's so many people out there and so many organizations out there that need help. And if we can do just one little bit, just one little bit of information out there, one little extra piece of stuff we can put out there, five more people that see it, six more that can get on a website and see something, then to me, I feel like we've done our job because we, Mm -hmm. everybody goes, oh, well, you're on the radio having a good time, blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, but there's there's still a part of it where you feel committed to the public what I call the public, you're and that's still, where you're still in the community. Yeah, yeah, and you want to be part of the community too, because the big problem you run into, a lot of people go, "Oh my gosh, you're part of some big, huge company." Well, a lot of people are part of a big, huge company, but fortunately for us, the company leaves us pretty autonomous when it comes to that kind of stuff. They go, "Hey, you know your community better than anybody. What organizations need help? What places need some assistance? Who who can you help out?" And so for us, you know, Arkansas Children's Hospital, Harvest Texarkana have been our two big ones we push for. Randy Sam's we've helped out. But I mean, any local organizations out there that needs it, if we can help provide it, whether it be on air, online, both, or even bodies showing up to help do stuff, we're gonna. You know, that's kind of the deal, and that's that's something I've championed my people with because we've all been we've lived here for so long. It's right. kind of like you mm-hmm. know these people. You're, you're yeah. not talking to strangers. You're talking to people you've dealt with all the time. So. I've told every station to kind of champion your own your own group. 
So the country station is all about Arkansas Children's Hospital. That right. is that is their big, huge push. That's what they work on all year long to help them out with stuff. My urban station or station that plays, uh, you know, it's like Steve Harvey in the morning, they are about domestic violence prevention. So those people, they do every fundraising event for them all year long. And for us, it's been Harvest because Harvest has kind of reached me on a level because I didn't realize how much hunger is in our area. Oh, yeah. And now kind of getting my eyes open to it and getting a chance to volunteer. And we've been there and done some stuff for them. But my gosh, man, during COVID, it was just the COVID when it first kicked up. It was so crazy what they what they needed. The demand was so high. Mm-hmm. And I just feel fortunate that we were able to do some stuff with them. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but that's kind of been my deal. Well, and you know right what? Now if you want. And you know, and, and you know, Catfish Fish was another one too. It was real instrumental because he was working for us yeah. on Eagle whenever nine right. eleven happened. Ooh. Oh, really? I didn't know and that. And we took a 53-foot semi-trailer and stuck it out there at Or Chevrolet back when it was I, on state line. I remember that. Filled the, it was and we filled, the trailer. filled that trailer up yeah. with stuff to take to New York. Well, guess that's what? Awesome. He went with the truck driver and drove it up there. Oh, that's so awesome. So he could do, you know, give a little updates on stuff that was going on. So, I mean, it is so neat to be, you know, people always ask, what, what's the, what's your big thing on the radio career? Well, yeah, I've met some, some stars and some celebrities, but man... Filling that fifty-three foot truck up, helping yeah. out those blood banks, helping out harvest. That's the that's the stuff for me. When I go now, I felt like I've done something. For I've really, sure. you know, you feel like you've done yeah. more than just run your mouth on the radio about and, silly you know, stuff. Casey and I sit here and we we talk to each guest and we ask each guest, hey, you know, is is there a charity you'd like to promote or talk about or you know just mention? Right. And, um, you know, I usually I usually take the helm on it and and try and you know, get everybody to open their eyes and, and think about what's going on around here. And stuff. Oh, yeah. And we try and keep, keep things local. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why every one of our guests has been a local guest, you know, somebody that, you know, knows the area, knows what's going on around here and stuff. Sure. And, you know, I talked to you the other day and asked you the same thing. You know, what charity would you like to discuss and talk about? And you said Harvest Texcana. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Harvest Texarkana? Well, Harvest Texarkana is a regional food bank here in Texarkana, Arkansas, and they actually serve like an eight or nine county area. But the thing that really got me the most about Harvest was this. My wife is a second grade teacher at Nash, in Nash Elementary. It's part of TISD. And when you see the number of kids that are on what I call a food program that are foods provided for them, well, during the summer months, they don't get that. Yeah. Harvest provides that food for some of those kids that meet those certain criteria. Well, then where does the food come from them? It comes from donations. And people go, oh, well, I'll just fill up a bag or give them some cans. No, you don't realize the difference between a dollar donation and a can donation. Mm-hmm. Think about what's the average cost of a can of soup. You know what I mean? Less yeah. than a buck. Yeah. Do you know that for every dollar you give Harvest Texas Canada, they can give them five meals? Five meals, five meals out of one dollar. One dollar. Because wow. what they are, they're part of a big group called Feeding America. So what they do is they make these group purchases, and by doing that, your dollar goes so much further than making the donation of a canned good or a dry mm-hmm. good or something. I mean, that don't get me wrong, that's still a good thing to do. But if you can make the donation of two bucks or five bucks, think how far yeah, that I can guess, go I guess for if people. You, if you break it down and think about it, you know that that dollar has bought you know if you five dollars has bought five cans of something, right? And then if you break it down into a serving, exactly, you know, I get yeah, wow, that's yeah, something you don't really think about. You don't because it's just one of those things when you 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 know that we've got hunger in the area. We know there are people that are affected by it. We know people that that are what I call they get in a transition period. You know, when when COVID came in, a lot of people got laid off or they got back down on their hours. Suddenly, the funny the food they had for money, you know, money they had for food wasn't there. Right. This is where Harvest can step in, 
help them out in that transition period, and then when they get back on their feet, guess what? They're great. They're back up and are running, the, and that was it. Are they the ones that have been doing the uh, the food boxes, the drive through food boxes? Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. They did one today, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, they, um, out of the fairgrounds. Yep. Yeah. Um, if you're out there listening and, you know, you have a, a meal need, uh, Harvest Foods does, I think it's one, is it once a month? They usually do a monthly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's usually once a month out of the fairgrounds. Uh, right now with the COVID situation, um, they're asking, you know, two families per vehicle. It's drive through only. Um, they'll, they have boxes pre-made and they'll hand them out as you drive through and, and you know, don't starve. You said no. the, the meals are pre-packaged and pre-made? They're pre-packaged. Right? So it's a, literally you take it with you and you go. And yeah. my deal is when you open it up, there's stuff for kids, there's stuff for adults. Mm, so you're not going to get just, you know, you're not going to get rice and beans. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're and, talking about some pretty good. If, good, if you don't have good. a ride, I mean, if you don't have a car. Yeah, holler at somebody. I mean, holler sure. at somebody. Holler at me. Uh, yeah. Freaking email me. I'll, I'll come pick you yeah, up. Yeah, absolutely. Email, I mean, email we'll, so we'll go through there. What I you mean, know, good podcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Don't think about it. You know. I know. I know. You're the one that always says <laughs> it. I know. I do. Yeah. What you no, know, I'll, good I'll, podcast I'll, at I'll gmail.com. I'll definitely pick somebody up for Email sure. us if if there's a if if there's a um a drive through going on. Um, like I said, it's usually once a month. Yep. They, they did one to the, this morning, uh, out at the fairgrounds. I mean, shit. I'll take off from work. You know, yeah, if, if you're that hungry, if you yeah, need for it, for sure. I'm happy to give you. Right. They give two families per car, and I mean the meals are pre-made. Yeah, they hand you hand you a couple boxes, and you're on your way. You're good to go. I, I that, for me, we I've done so much stuff with Camille, who is the head of the organization, um, forever, and heard about everything they did. And I said, yeah, and we've done fundraisers for them. But you know what? When I went in the building, when I went inside the building and saw what they did, and saw how they set up to do these food boxes, and where they're storing stuff, and where it all goes. And more importantly to me was whenever we did a we did a virtual um, food drive for them this past year because their big food drive fundraisers involve contact people people going places people doing stuff well they couldn't do that so right. we we told them we could host it for them digitally so what we did is we built a grocery store on the internet so people instead of just making the do- donation they go I'm gonna get five bucks. Five bucks will get me four cans of peanut butter? Cool. They click on that. They made the donation. So it kind of feels like they were grocery shopping, but it was still the monetary donation. But they knew kind of where their money was going yeah, and yeah. how it how it was affecting the people that are getting how, the money, how too. Big, how, big and, and how big and I'm trying to, trying to format my question right. Um, how in need of volunteers is a, a organization, an like, organization that. like that yeah they are in need constant need of volunteers and they usually have people that come in what on a little cyclical basis in other words like the week leading up to the food box delivery yeah. they need people to pack the boxes well, then they need people and, out and there for distribution not just people to pack the boxes but i mean you said y- y'all built a virtual grocery store oh yeah yeah i mean y- y'all get paid for that or i mean is that that's volunteer right oh yeah we volunteered all that stuff that's no awesome. the, the wonderful so, thing so about- they need volunteers from Every level. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anybody that can volunteer any time or any effort is going to be greatly appreciated. We just took it upon ourselves that we said, you know what? We're a company that can build websites because that's part of the stuff we do. So we just built one. And we thought the idea of it being a virtual grocery store so when people made donations, they could kind of see where their money was going. Yeah. And anytime you can put that tangible thing on it, instead mm-hmm. of just putting five bucks in a, in a till, you know what I mean? I felt like it worked better, and it, it did work better. It worked better to the tune of about $27,000. Oh, wow. wow. So I feel real fortunate that we were able to do something more than just 
publicize an event. We actually could raise money for them and, and right. show them something like that too. So, and Camille and her group there have been so great to us. And during that thing, I had a chance to meet people that were in that transition phase. You know, oh, yeah. she lost her job or she was in a shelter for a while. And this is what we provided for her until she got a job. Right. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's it's not just low-income people. No. It's it people that are have been a steady had, had a steady job for years right all of a sudden can't feed their families your, because your position got eliminated right. or something got you got knocked down a part-time or just, just yeah not doing anything absolutely and it, it's it's where they can help cover that gap so they're not having to put themselves in a shelter or do something like like that to be, put strain on the other rest of the system so right. i can't say enough about what they do for adults and what they do for kids the kid deal when i saw them packing those backpacks summer backpacks and summer packs and all that stuff mm-hmm. i went and what that, because cooking? i've got a 12 year old and a nine-year-old so when i see that i go now that puts it in you know what i mean it puts it are these meals going in these backpacks yeah they're meals it, going in these like backpacks for like for stuff. like a whole week they've got a whole week's worth of food in there for That's these great, kids they're giving out during the summer so the same kids that are getting a little help during the school year that aren't seeing a lot of it during the summertime right. here's the what i call the little stop gap that kind of gets them taken care of for the time right. being and, and just on a side note you know um I don't know if the community's aware of this or if you're aware of this, but um, a lot of the schools in the area here lately, I know Sims um, have actually been given, I think it's grants. Yep. Uh, their kids don't have to pay for lunches. No. Breakfast. No. They don't have great. to pay any, any of their awesome. meals. And a lot of these schools are implementing some summer food programs. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, the TISD even has a food truck that they're getting out to really? be able to see people. Yeah. That's There's great. so many different ways for them to hit them, but I mean – when we talk, you know, when we start this whole conversation about me and radio, the the part about being a DJ on the air and being part of a morning show, that was all fun. It was all good stuff, but the things that we can do, yeah, to me is something else. Because as an average everyday guy, yeah, I can make a couple of dollars donations here and there, and I go, okay, I feel good about that. But after seeing what I saw at Harvest and, and making, you know, and talking to folks at Arkansas Children's and seeing all that, that that puts it on me to go, you know what, we can do more than what we're doing. We can step it up just a little bit more. There's a little bit more that we can offer. Something else we can do. Something, a position that we can help out with. So we've, you know, we've taken it upon ourselves with all of our stations since I've got five, to be able to try to find a way to help these organizations out, especially right now because oh yeah, everybody's lost all their personal connection parts when it comes to these fundraising because a good example, Temple Memorial, I was going to be doing their big Dancing with the Stars fundraiser in February, canceled. So I contacted. You were gonna dance? No, I wasn't gonna dance. Oh, I was gonna. I was on. gonna be the. I, I was gonna to see that. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I'd believe me, there's that. no dancing going on there. But I. <laughs> but in terms of emceeing the event, and playing music, and all that stuff, that's what they wanted me to do. So now that it got canceled, I reached out and said, "Okay, I know you guys can't do this, so that means you're gonna have this fundraiser that not that doesn't happen. Let's sit you know, sit down and see if we can find a way mm-hmm. to do something alternatively to be able to get you guys a couple of a couple of bucks to help you out because I know that like every other organization, they rely on these events to raise money. And with, but not being able to do them because of limited seating and limited whatever, you're you're losing that revenue stream. So we're trying to help them out there too. So we've reached out to that organization because heck, they need help just like everybody else. And I'm, I'm fortunate for us, we're from Texarkana, yeah. man. So any Texarkana group that needs help, I mean, re- you, the simplest way I can say to reach out to us, you can do it through our Facebook pages. Just message us and say, hey, yeah. we got something coming up. My kid's got a fundraiser going on. Can you help? Sure. What's the website they can so go to for Harvest Texarkana? Man, they, Harvest Texarkana's got its own site. It's I know it's um, Jesse's got it right in front of him somewhere, don't you? What's there the we website? Go. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So if you want to find out more stuff about Harvest Texarkana, see, you can go check them out right there. <laughs> the best way to reach them, 
Uh, it's development at, at hrfb.org. That's their email address. But if you just do a quick little search for Harvest Texarkana Harvest Regional Food Bank, you'll find them. 870-774-1398. Camille Wrinkle is the lady that runs everything and takes care of it. And she has been such a unbelievable liaison for us because when we did that fundraising thing to get those people that have been part of that program for us to put on the radio to me takes it from being oh i'm clicking on a website to oh i'm helping her out yeah right i'm helping him out they understand that i think uh, to me it just we get bombarded by so many people wanting something i need a dollar need five bucks i need this i need that hey donate to this cause when you can personalize it and show the people that you're helping actually in your own backyard. That's a whole nother deal. Yeah, it really I, is. I was trying to get that information. I'm sorry. No, I mean, you're, you're fine, man. My you're internet fine. door was closed. <laughs> your internet door <laughs> was <laughs> closed. It's crazy that how that works. How the I mean, the internet in here doesn't work. Right and just cracking the door. Crazy. All the I'm, I'm going to get that booster out here. I promise. <laughs> oh, so I had a question going back to the radio. Yeah, absolutely. So I do notice that if you listen to the radio, one song, especially pop. Oh yeah, or plays a lot. So you have this station over here is playing this song, and you go to a completely other station, it's playing the same song. Sure. Are y'all on like a, um, a like a playlist, or is it? It is definitely a playlist, and it's developed. Um, it's but, not done by each studio. No, it's a, it's it's usually regionally done, and then it has a, you can adjust it at your own market. But the big deal is is that radio is measured just like television is mm-hmm. by yeah. a company called uh, by a company called Nielsen used yeah. to be Carbon mm-hmm. Arbitron. Nielsen has a formula, and if you follow their formula and you get success in the ratings, then successful ratings means your commercials can cost more. Yeah. And if the commercials cost more, then you play fewer of them. You know, you can kind of, yeah. you kind of, you know, you know what? I always joke around. I said, if you sell a commercial to Home Depot for five bucks, well, I got to play a whole lot of them to equal what I pay for. You know, what Lowe's pays because Lowe's, you know, I'm just joking. I'm saying this is an example. We don't really do this, but Lowe's pays their ad rates are based on the ratings of the radio station. Every station is targeted sort towards a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. So Pop the more, stations. The more yeah. ratings you get, the, the ex- more, more expensive their The more is. their ads are, but it also means instead of having to run seven ads, I only have to run four because we have a certain number that we have to reach in terms of, you know, people. The, the thing I always laugh about the most, and this, this, is a, this is something I'll get you to, when I do school tours, they always ask about all the cool stuff in the radio they let station. You in schools? Uh, no, they come to me. Well, they haven't in a while. But they come in there, and so the one thing that I ask, or usually the adults will ask, they'll ask me that question. They'll talk about the number of times the song plays and why there's so many commercials. And I'll tell them, the best way I can tell it to you is this. What's the electric bill for your house for one month? What's what's your average electric bill? What do you pay for Are your you house? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, for, what's your well, power for, for your house? For my shop, 40 bucks. 40 bucks for your house, for your shop. Okay. So one of our stations, 95.9. The electric bill just to broadcast the radio signal that you pick up is $3,700 a month. Oh, my damn. <laughs> no the, thanks. The, trans, yep. the, the transmitter itself, and it, you got to remember, even now that it's cold outside, it's got air conditioning on because the transmitter creates mm-hmm. a, a lot of heat. So it has AC running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh. Eight God. tons worth of it Ugh. on a room that's a third this size. So yeah. there comes if, the bill. If, if my if Okay. I would have to. Dude, I bet it my feels family. awesome there in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. My no. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and see, that's just for one station. And when you talk about all of our stations, it's actually what I call a lower powered one. If we go over and step into the world of kicker, because it's a hundred thousand watt station, the strongest one you have in town, that bill almost doubles. Yeah, it's closer to seven. Damn. Grand. And that's just for electricity. That doesn't include the power in the building to broadcast the signal to the transmitter. So that means every morning when they come to work, they're <laughs> they're going. 
please, please listen to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> but on the Nielsen thing we're talking about, what they do is they know that for pop radio, that people that listen to it don't listen to it for six hours a day. They mm-hmm. just don't. They listen to it on the way to work, yep. on the way home, on the way to lunch, right. somewhere else. So we're talking about 15 to 20-minute streaks. Well, in that 15 minutes, if you're going to play a bunch of crap that they, had, you had, they don't know or yeah. stuff they're not they're hot on, guess what they do? Boop, they're flipping to somebody else. Mm-hmm. The Who's playing the same exact song? <laughs> exactly. But um, well, I would I'm, say this, too. Okay, so back in the days of iPods, or even on your phones now, and we have all these big, huge phones, how much? How many songs do you really have on your phone right now or your iPod? How many, how many songs are on there? Uh, on mine? Legitimately, how many songs are on there? I, I stream my music, so. Right. He's probably but got if, a if ton you, of music. If you've got it saved on your phone, though, you're going to be exception. 1,823 saved in my phone. Holy you, shit. Now, here, now, here's the deal. Do you play every single one of those every single day? Or no, you, I, you, no, no, you not 1,800. You've got, got a playlist. But you get a playlist, and it's pretty tight for a while, and then you get tired of it, and then you move on to something else. Or you, well, I, I guess that's the I same just, story with my, my streaming. Yeah. Yeah, I just hit shuffle and just let it go. You man. let it go? Yeah, but, just let it go. And obviously, I skip sometimes. Yeah, sure. I see what you're saying. How songs roll in, roll out, popular or not. The biggest thing with pop radio is it has so much change in it. In an average 10-day span, we have a change of between six to eight songs going in. Mm-hmm. And when they go in, six to eight go out. Yeah. Because our tank is only so big. I mean, that's why I keep it restricted. I don't, I don't, you get, well, the bigger, I ha- I have the bigger it gets, then you start getting the problem where you're going to play a song that really wasn't a hit. It wasn't yeah. very strong. It doesn't yeah. te- They call it, it doesn't test very well. Mm-hmm. And then you get a listener that goes, man, I don't know what that is. Click. And they go somewhere else. Then you well, lose I have, it. I have noticed, like, you know, like I said, I listen to the, the morning show on, on Kicker every morning. Right. And around the exact same time and and i'm assuming it's travel time like you you said you know mo- when most people are listening to their 30 45 minutes of music um it seems like the same playlist slightly jumbled each morning is played every morning it just all depends on where the songs are positioned on the chart so that you know how it yeah, works that, is, that's, right. that's what i'm saying like um it's the two main songs that i notice is the newest chris stapleton song Right. And uh, Luke Combs. Right. Those two songs, every single morning at the beginning of that hour. Both of those songs are top ten songs on right. the country chart, so they're going to play more often. But the minute they start what I call getting burned, I think too much, and that they start falling off. They start rotating out. Then those songs will kind of go, they go to, they call it rest. And they literally will go sit somewhere and not be heard for a month. And then they'll kind of slide back in, but then they'll be played maybe like two or three times a day. As compared to the right. six, eight, ten, twelve, you know, some of the numbers will scare you when you talk about when well, you talk about yeah, pop. Sometimes, See, sometimes you get, I, I get burnt out on a, sing, oh, a yeah. single song. But, and, but you know, when you talk about all the formats, they're all different. See, because when you talk about classic rock, well, yeah, you've got some great songs, but the library is much broader. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and but every station I have though is targeted at a certain group of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, power is going to be eighteen to like forty five. And it's looking at male, female, doesn't matter. Yeah, we talked about yeah, this one. Time. Yeah, Nielsen doesn't go below eighteen. They they, they don't really mess with it too much. And you're aver- got the money. Well, the, yeah, the advertisers don't either. But so then you got a twenty-five to fifty-four. Then you get men and women. Then you got a thirty-five to sixty-four. But every station I have appeals to a different group. So I joke around. It's kind of like going to a car lot. And it's got every brand you want. You know, I need right. a Cadillac. Got that. Yeah. Well, I need I need Chevy. Got that. I need a Ford. Got that. Well, I need a Jeep. Got one in their back. You know that our stations, when the salespeople come out there, they can cover every single person. I they go, Jeep. Uh, yeah. Well, fortunately, I still have one too. But it's, <laughs> it's but it's one of those deals that you know when you when it comes to the how we try to operate by doing that. When a salesperson goes out and visits a business, 
He goes, well, I kind of like, you know, want a little older audience. Sure, go on this station. Well, I'm looking for someone a little younger. Well, go over there. So it, it's a much easier job for it's them to be able to sell it. It's crazy to think about the science of it. It yeah. is. And there, there is an entire 700-page manual, literally, where, Nielsen, where Nielsen goes into the descriptives of what they talk about, their, their, how, how they develop their stuff. So, You've probably read it, haven't you? Um, only bits and pieces of it over the years, but the things that have been important to me is understanding how they do what they do so you can put your station in a position to be successful. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to cater to that. Uh, that's the sure. big deal. The, the biggest problem that most stations run into is that the people that work there go, oh, man, we ought to be playing that song, and they'll go put it on. Oh, man, we got to be playing that song, and they'll put that on. Or then suddenly you got a classic rock station that's playing 2,000 cuts, and it's like, can't do that. We're playing, yeah. you know, we're playing some Jethro Tull B side. Well, no offense to Jethro Tull fans, okay. but you know, playing well, some Jethro yeah. Tull B side that the jock loves, and everybody listening around is going, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. And guess what they're doing? Song Click. They're going yeah. somewhere else. Well, you've okay. You've got your genres covered, right? All right. So, um, the playlist is that is that something that uh, is put together locally, or is there a corporate it's, that does it's regional? Like that, it's actually regional. There's a company called MediaBase, and MediaBase uses people listening in auditoriums but actually do it now digitally and what they do is they take every new song out there and these people that are on their boards get to hear them and they score them so once they score them a station determines if it's got a good score we're going to try it and it's all done regionally so in other words people in the south vote on state songs in the south people in the southeast vote there so we don't have to worry about a song that's strong in new york being here unless it's somebody we know is going to be successful Right. So they take all that information and they they use that with information that stations play because they <laughs> monitor all the stations. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, we're listening to these stations in the U.S. and here's what gets played the most. Here's what gets played, you know, the top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40. We look at the top 30 is what we look at because the, we go, we don't even go 40 deep because the songs from 30 to 40 are probably kind of new. You know, they're kind of, uh, we're going to wait a little bit till they gain a little bit more strength on other stations. Hmm. So that's and that's that way with classic rock. It's that way. It's that that way with any current format. You know, classic rock's a little different because it is built around what I call Fred. Now this is what's funny, Fred. So you think about it. Okay, y'all pay attention. This is this is <laughs> the Fred theory. Well, it is. It's called a target listener, and we have to build these for every station. But Fred is a guy that graduated high school in 1986. Okay, so you think about how old Fred is. He's 52. 53. That's it's a probably a phone. I made sure I'm not 52 or 53 years old. Well, he graduated high school in 86. His impressionable years of music started back when he was in middle school. So middle school for him would have been what? About 77, 78, yeah. 79. Yeah. So guess what a classic rock station's playing? 76, 77, 78, 79 right. and then it's it's heart what I call its main center is in that early 80s range because we're actually looking for people just a little bit older than Fred too. So suddenly you're playing the songs that Fred grew up listening to, riding his bike to, having a good time with, yeah. maybe his first kiss. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And every time he hears it, Fred, what is no, I'm not, I'm not brings happy with back all that the nostalgia. Stuff he to. <laughs> brings back that nostalgia. But, but every time you hear that song, you go, oh, it brings back that memory. And that's the goal that classic rock tries to build on is the fact that we're playing to a person and their experiences. And I'm not saying it has to be male either. It could be female as well. I mean, it's a proven fact that listenership of classic <laughs> It's yeah. a proven fact that listenership of classic classic rock is is literally it's 50-50 if not a little bit stronger with the ladies too. 
but it's it's a different way of putting it together a station compared to the pop stuff. The pop stuff relies on charts. The classic rock relies on the age range in which you're working with. So you right. find that. But the good thing about it is classic rock, all the songs have been out long enough, you can go, well, yeah, I know that one was a hit, and that one sucked, so that one doesn't get played. So you don't. there's not a lot of testing involved. You don't have to go out there and look at a song and go, uh, maybe we'll try it. No, you know it's good. Well, okay. You well, know you know, you know know that almost everything Motley Crue put out on Dr. Feelgood is going to play yeah. on the radio. I oh, mean, yeah. you just know that. You know yeah. what I mean? And they're going to crank it, man. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You look at that. But then you look at stuff and you go, well, you know, the Eagles, you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with most stuff on Aerosmith. But then you start getting into some of those, well, how many songs do those Ozark Mountain Daredevils put out? Two. Who? Ozark Mountain Daredevils. No How many songs have been out? Two. How many songs were hit? One. So it just it gets into the oh, fact. Okay, I'm going to have to look them up now. <laughs> Ozark Daredevils. Ozark, no, Mountain, o- Ozark, Ozark Mountain, Mountain Daredevils. Ozark Mountain Daredevils. All right, All right Fred, if you're listening, I'm going to need to listen to this Monday morning. <laughs> I, I can assume that the classic station gets uh, longer listenership. Yes, I'm absolutely. Sure. When you deal with classic rock, you, you rely on the length of time people listen, whereas pop stations rely on the number of people listening. So they rely on the big group of people for 15 minutes. Classic rock goes, we'll take a third of that as long as they're listening for four hours. Yeah, yeah. And we built, and ratings are built on a combination of time spent listening and how many people listen. So those two well, numbers I'm, I'm can kinda, get manipulated to make it I'm work I'm kind of curious now. You know, earlier we talked about, you know, what the DJ listens to and <laughs> matching the DJ to what. And I'm sure if anybody's listening, they're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking right now. Wes. Yes, sir. What do you listen to? Um, everything. No, that's bullshit. Hey, I'm the same that's way, a, dude. That's his DJ's answer. I'm, I, dude, okay. I'm the same way. Here, let me give you a good example. Right now, if you were to go out to my Jeep, and there's a thumb drive plugged in the Y'all front. Y'all notice he said Jeep. Well, yeah, because that's what I drive over here, because you know your the treach up, it's a little treacherous getting over here. Um, when you get the <laughs> thumb drive that. in the Jeep and you look at it, there's two. There's one that's blue and there's one that's red. The red one is going to be the pop stuff that my little girl and my son will listen to when we're in the car together. Oh, that's And cheating. the red one comes out, and then the blue one goes in whenever it's me in there because I, li- I listen to all of it, though. So if you look at my playlist, even on my phone, you're going to see Boston, Journey, Eagles. But yeah. then you're going to see, but you're going to see Aha, mm-hmm. Cameo, Outcast, wow. you know, awesome. Ice Cube, yeah. you know. What, then, then you go. Wait, there's a folder over here that's got Mellow on it. Then it's gonna have like some other stuff that's okay, way what, that, like we're talking like sixties and seventies. You got out of the Jeep just now. Just now, uh, let's see, Dawkins, Unchain the Night. Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. What was <laughs> the song you were listening to, Casey? I was actually listening to a podcast. <laughs> really? I was. Yeah. All right, we won't talk but about before that. that, before that one, we were getting all this the last set, song. Well, oh, the last song was a uh, Goose by Polyphia. We were just listening to it when we were setting all this up. <laughs> if you want to know oh. about Ozark Mountain Daredevils, there it is. Okay, look, he's, he's already got it pulled up. <laughs> My internet works great on his phone, um, but uh, I don't. I don't. You know, I don't. I've gotten to the point where I just don't even listen to radio in my truck. Well, you know, it's understandable. I mean, it's 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 kind of a deal that you get to a point where some people may be a little bit. They, you know, I, radio is still a part of us. It still works for all of us. It still does yeah. its thing. We just interact with it differently. Well, it, it, you we know, just do. We do with it differently internet, more than anything else. Okay, for a while, you know, XM Sirius, you know, huge, you know, explosion on the scene. You know, satellite radio, no holds barred. There was complete absence of talk radio. It was gone. You know, there were no DJs. There were no commercials. Mm-mm. There was no news no local information 
you know, and for the for the longest. Okay, this is cool. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> now I'm gonna you gotta look to those listen. songs up. Yeah, right I'm gonna now. have to look those songs up. <laughs> um, for for a while, you know, I was all about you know serious radio, and I enjoyed the hell out of the fact that I didn't have to listen to some Yahoo right. blah 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 in the middle of my music. Gotcha. But you know that was that was at a time I guess when I didn't really pay attention to what else sure what else was going on it right. was just music 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 uh, understandable completely but now you know i'm i got to the point where i missed you know that person behind the mic talking to me right i mean i just recently canceled my my satellite radio oh did you because, yeah because i want to i want to hear you Oh. I want to. I want to. Not not you. <laughs> Golly, he said all. Oh. Anyway, savage, crap. Dude. That was savage, man. <laughs> I was I was talking about my morning radio show. I understand. Well, you're who, fine. Who are those two people? Yeah, um, you're you're keeping it in the family. It's what, fine. It's Jim and Lisa. Him? You're yeah, good. Jim no and Lisa. No that's worries. him. Yeah. I just want to make sure their name got said. I understand. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So yeah, Jim and Lisa, for you. Um, when cool. Wes gets back to work Monday morning and you listen to the podcast, make sure you know. Mr. Jesse and Casey yep. mentioned your names on the radio. Yeah, they name dropped That's your you. shout out. You guys are getting yeah, popular sure. now. But it got to the point where, you know, the the nonstop, it it was like a drumming in my ear. It was just music, 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 music with no reality. Yeah. There was no, no nothing there to bring me back to, you know, to earth me anymore. Well, you know, the biggest problem you run into with any kind of radio like that is, is that there's no locality. You know, it's a song. Here's what's playing, and they give you a little history of the song. Great. What's going on in my backyard? What's going on right, in my town? Right. You, what's you happening lose, today? You lose yeah. where you are. Right. And that's where our shift has been when it comes to radio, because we realize there are so many competitors out there, man, between the Spotify's of the world and everything else, but what can we do that they can't do? Well, we can talk about what's going on right. in, in, the, and, in our backyard. And I only get four hours of that a day. Right. You know, six to ten in the morning right. is all I listen to. I don't listen to it in my truck anymore. Gotcha. I just, I just don't. Um the rest of the day, I'm listening to uh, my streaming music. Sure. But that four hours. But that's your time to be able to see what's going on and hear what's happening in your backyard. It keeps, and, me, and, it keeps me grounded. Right. Audio-wise. Audio and that is the reason why the company is called Town Square. That's really the deal. When the CEO sat down with it, he goes, we want, that to works. Be, we want to be the town square that people can come to to find out what's going on in their communities. He goes, because their their policy, well, their policy, more like their business model was to not touch a big market. They said, no, we, we're not going to be able to do a keep big it market. Local. We're going to keep in small markets. We're going to keep in these medium-sized markets, the Shreveport's, the Tyler's, the Longview's, the Lufkin's of the that's, world. That's what we're trying to do with this show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Local, community. And more than anything else is you've got the ability with the literally the boots on the ground to be able to know exactly what's going on in the town. And suddenly the songs you play, yeah, that's good. But guess what else we can do? Let right. me tell you about what's happening here, you right. know. And I, one thing that's weird, and I know we're getting crazy way off this subject matter too, but the the jocks these days, before it was just radio. That's all they had. Talked about on the radio and they're done. Now they're content creators. And what does that mean? The stuff we talk about on the microphone is also available for you to read on the app and on the website to see it because the stories coming on this week, like I did five things you can do in Texarkana this weekend, and there's a kids thing going on that – this museum systems doesn't get a lot of yeah, yeah, people yeah. go the museum systems they're doing something yeah they've got something going on this weekend for kids where they can actually sit down and design their own theme park oh that's pretty but cool. that really? is part that's part of where's, the th where's this at it's at the Nat museum of natural history I've got, I've got a story on it sure 
But the, the neat thing that. is, is that we can take those pieces of information. Okay, the bands that are playing, and here's where they're playing, and here's why they're starting at 7 o'clock, because we know in Arkansas, hey, bars got to shut down at 11, so we can't start bands up at 10 o'clock. we got to start early. So, I mean, just keeping people informed of what's going on, too, because, you know, we had a little change this week. Texas bars yeah. shut down. They backed back down to 50%. That's an opportunity for us to be able to talk about on the radio and say, hey, you know what? I can only talk about so much of this. The so, full deal is over here for you to see for okay, us yeah. there. Let me let me just let me stop you hard here. <laughs> Since you're bringing it up, okay. What's your take on the, on the COVID situation? I mean, my take on it. Yeah, locally. Locally. I mean, um, uh, yes, I'm, bars are shutting down. Yeah, restaurants are going back to fifty percent. Yes. Um, people are getting extremely stupid. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, I guess because I, I don't go out to uh, yeah, on the Texas side. Yeah, yeah Arkansas side, first side, of the year, right? Yeah, Arkansas side still at like sixty six percent. Arkansas side clubs can stay open till eleven. Yeah, Texas Texas side just fucking lost their I minds. Didn't, I didn't yeah, they know did. that. Well, for me, having lost three people to this, oh yeah, it hits pretty hard home. You know what I mean? For me, yeah. a good friend of mine, um, you know, some a family member, kind of couple of couple of you know uh, let's see a cousin's mother mother-in-law or whatever but those people that i lost kind of makes you puts it in perspective because some people go oh it's a hoax it's not real it's, it's not definitely real no it's uh, definitely yeah, real I, I because yeah, he had it yeah I, well, i've had it yeah see and a good example jim had it you know yeah. jim's wife had it jim's son brought, jim had brought it, it forever brought it to him exactly my boss got it i mean i have no, i have no doubt at all that it's a real thing right it, it is an illness it is it is a virus. It's making people sick and it's killing people. Yeah. But and I mean no offense to anybody, at the same time, so is the flu, so is the common cold, so is Well, e- even more than that is poverty is hitting all these people yeah, like we were I talking mean, about earlier, you know. Oh yeah. I mean it you know. I f- I feel like it's it's going it's 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 being overreacted to. To an extent, maybe. I mean, yeah, because the the fear of the unknown. Because they really don't. They still yeah. don't. They still don't and, know. And all of this, all of this, you know, hide in your little bubble and your little hole, and don't get out and expose yourself. Nobody is being allowed to develop an immunity or def- personal defenses internally yeah. to this illness. Right. It's just going to get worse if they keep making us do what they're doing. Just yeah. like. I mean, just like the flu or the common cold or anything like that else. If the flu had hit us like this and they reacted the way they are now, we it'd would be every year. It'd be, I mean, we wouldn't be able to fight the flu. Yeah, technically, the Spanish flu did it back in the teens. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but mean, it's, it's but you can look at it different ways. But I, my number one deal is is the fact that that it's you're still talking about people that are not fully cognizant of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't understand everything about it. And we're in a situation right now that's going to change tomorrow. It could change the next day. Yeah. So we're still in a we're still in kind of a find out and see what it's all about state. And they're talking about well, we got a cure for it uh, or a way to keep you from getting a it. vaccine. Going, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, okay, well, I mean, sure. It may it may work great, and it may. And will I take it? Who knows? I may do that. But my deal is, what I'm are we what are, what are we going to see in a week? We're going to see in two weeks. You know, because you know in Colorado they talked about those people that got that strain oh, from the we're UK. All be zombies more, in five years. So that's <laughs> super 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 COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just you know, my entire family's had it. Everybody in my house has had it. Um, I've had friends, entire families that have had it, and I've heard and known people who've had it. Each and every one of them reacted completely different. 
Yeah, yep. it's the just weirdest as, thing, man. Just as they would if they had the flu or the common cold or hepatitis or <laughs> whatever. Common cold or hepatitis. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that Jesse had an MD there with his name. <laughs> uh-huh. You, yeah, you got to say, I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah. You got to throw that in there. I don't there. know what the fuck I'm talking about. No, the, the opinions are just his and not yeah, everybody. This is what, what they're saying. Right. But, I mean, in my house... It was a minor flu. That's good. Some friends, minor flu. That's great. Some others, ventilators. Oh, I know. Deaths. I mean, sure. it, I, mean rough, I, I feel like it's just being over-exaggerated as far as the reaction and what they're making people do to combat it. I guess you got to be safe than sorry, you know. It's it's being exaggerated because of the lack of, of knowledge. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you're scared they're scared of what they don't know and that they're overreacting to that because they really don't know. I mean, that's the big to me the, to me is they really don't they don't know. Well, it's just, they're it's, going we think it's this and we think it's that. We think right. it's that. Well, well, I mean, it's, it's as far as the vaccine right. goes. I mean, they're they're still working on a um a fixable vaccine for the flu, you know, a, a real vaccine for the flu. Sure. And they want me to take a vaccine they developed in a year? Just develop a strong immune system, man. Screw that. Work out, <laughs> eat better. Hey, I've had it. I mean, I, I recovered from I, it. No, I feel my, like if I have it again, I'll recover from it. My house I'm not hasn't taking been a hit vaccine. at all. I haven't gotten it. My wife hasn't got it. Nobody in my I'm house has it. dog. Uh, believe me, I got, I got a wife. I got a second grade teacher. You know, in my oh, house, yeah, so yeah. I got a second grade teacher and two kids in school. Believe mm-hmm. me, that's my first thing in the morning. That's what I'm praying about. Are you yeah. doing it in person school or? Are you it, oh yeah, no, we're not online. We're all in person. Yeah. Got to be in person. That's got to be the worst that's thing the only, for a kid, uh, dude. That's no proper education. Well, that's I don't. Be the I don't worst like thing. the yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe me. We dealt with it last year when everything you know kind of came tumbling down and them having to do school from home. It's well, a whole different. Casey, I, I, we gave we gave Parker the choice. Yeah. I mean, Sims said, "Hey, you, he can either do it online or he can do it in person," and we told Parker he. It's your choice, dude. Uh, you can either wear a mask all day or you can stay home and take classes online. And he said, I'd rather just deal with the mask. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just being I, with your fr- being able to be crazy. with your friends yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately, one of my son's friends is extremely high risk and he's not allowed to go to school oh, with this. Oh, that's so this kid is on the, you know, what I call, he's on, he's on, he's on, he's part of the bubble, but he's on the outside of the bubble mm-hmm. sometimes. Fortunately for him, the kids got internet. They've got games. They get to play games yeah. together. So they get to do that, and they they do have made some trips to see him. But it's just the fact that he's the poor that kid's sucks, so man. high risk. I feel sorry for him. I really do yeah, because he's awful, got man. he has a shunt, you know. And you're mm-hmm. talking about an open, and so it's a yeah. whole different situation. Casey, so your I daughter going to school? That. Oh yeah, in person. Mm-hmm. In person. Good. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. Are they, are they required to wear masks? No, she's only five. So. Oh. Okay. No, don't have to at that age. Yeah, yeah that Mm-mm. Parker. I mean, like when, like traveling between classes. Or uh, like when class is out and they're socializing stuff, right? That's when they were required to wear a mask. I guess they're social distance. Otherwise, we just got back from Pigeon Forge up in uh, Tennessee, yeah. And they made my daughter wear one on the plane. They said you have to from two and up. They didn't make to you wear one. No, I wore one obviously. Oh, I, two two years and up. Can you imagine trying to put a mask, a mask on a two, a two year old? old? Come on. Wow. I, I, my my sister in law was telling me a story about a video that she watched where. Parents and this kid actually got kicked off a flight. Yeah, a two-year-old because she wouldn't put it on. Come on, yeah. man! It's yeah. a two-year-old dude. That's a, that's something they could that's have. They, that's, that's something they could have made sure they declared early on, kind of yeah. like how your carry-on baggage the size changed. Yeah, it's like that's knowledge that you could you could share early enough for those parents to prepare instead of being thrust on them last minute. Yeah, well, and then, I, and then, I think and that's the and biggest then being, issue. You know, 
kind of you know embarrassed in front of all those people. It's not right. your fault. It's a two-year-old. I think, I think man, the biggest you know? issue about you know the pandemic in general is not the lack of knowledge, but the lack of informing others of the knowledge that is out there. Just like you know the the airline. Yeah. You know they knew. What the, the requirements going to be? They, they yeah. knew what they were going to need, and that to do. should have been described. You know, the minute they bought they, the ticket, it should have been on the bottom the of the yeah. Here, here's on the a disclaimer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's the same situation we're dealing with right now with the media, with everything that's going on now. It's like there is so much misinformation going out there mm, that it. people believe what they see and they yeah. use social media as their uh, th- news feed. There's, oh. there's a meme going around right now yeah. from Abraham Lincoln. Don't always believe what you read on the internet. Yeah. 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 Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. That's a pretty good one, though. But, yeah, more than anything else, I mean, being part of the media, it's so difficult for that because I know from I know from our standpoint and what they're being held to, and I realize they have to sensationalize some stuff because they've got all these eyes we're looking at. So, part of the deal. Four minutes. Okay. Cool deal. Four minutes. Any questions, man? Anything you want to talk about there? I don't know. Who, who cut your hair? <laughs> <laughs> What and then what you're supposed to ask when somebody says you got any questions and you don't really have any questions? Oh well, I hear oh you. I was going to ask how how is how is streaming kind of taking away listenership from radio for you guys? It's been so marginal in what it does for 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 us that it hasn't been a big deal, but we have definitely embraced it because our company offers podcasts of all of our popular shows, oh, just like we're doing cool. now, really? cool. to be able that. to give people an interaction with it too. But we are also this the one thing I will take very 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 great pride in is the company i'm working for now has been the most proactive when it comes to technology and embracing what's coming yeah because we all know that radio as we experience it right now on a transmitter is not going to be around in 20 years it probably won't it just there's very few very few avenues it's going to be available that way so we know everything's going digital we understand that between the smart cars and apple play mm-hmm. and android auto and all that Bluetooth stuff the radio station from here exactly and do all that yeah. stuff so we know that all that stuff's transitioning that way so we built apps three years ago to be able to stream the stations on the app, and our apps actually play more music because I, the app. I love I love the kicker yeah, app because the app ads are fewer than the on-air ads. Sure. So there actually will be extra songs at play. But we understand that a digital audience is constantly evolving because, mm-hmm. heck, how many people plugged their smartphone up to their car till three years ago? I mean, really yeah. plugged it up. I mean, now you know my car, my daily driver. You can't, you can't get in your car without no, your phone. My daily dr- my daily driver. My I actually physically plug the phone into my car because with the Apple Auto that's in there, I mean everything you need, all your songs, your phone calls, your text messages, so you can stay well, it's, legal. It's just like it's just <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. I right. mean, Jeep comes automatically. You connect. I oh mean, yeah. You can't get in a Jeep with if your Bluetooth's on. Yep. You don't have control of your phone so, anymore. It'll, I, it'll, find, it'll hunt it down. I drive an 05 Honda Accord. Okay. Because I don't like car payments. And I just pay cash. Gotcha. <laughs> We're good to gotcha. go. Gotcha. Yeah. No, uh, no Bluetooth. None of that uh, on there. I have to have a Bluetooth transmitter. Yeah. <laughs> and the sound I've is- I've got one on my truck. The sound is trash. The one, is the it, one I have. I like the one bad. on my truck. It's there, not bad. There was a study done by Nielsen about two years ago that was talking about digital- aspects of radio in other words the streaming stuff the satellite radio how does that really affect terrestrial radio and it was surprising to see that even through the younger demos there was still a 50 percent retention of people going no i still listen to the radio that's where i get where i figure out what i want to listen to the new stuff now as you get older that changes a little bit yeah but when it comes to the younger that's there yeah and but i know that's changing now because with tiktok and youtube and everything else but the undeniable fact is is that we're that's where we're going and we understand that because we've been we've been pro digital from from day one Mm -hmm. the company has i actually laughed y'all kind of have no choice well yeah Mm -hmm. I, i laughed about 
six years ago when they talked about, well, by the time 2020 comes, we want to make sure that so much of every dollar is coming from our digital. And I went, ain't no way. Yeah. Well, guess what? Pandemic happened. Yes, yeah. way. We're hitting that right For now. For sure. We are. And I will say this right now. Our digital money is what kept all of us employed. Because when everybody else, all the advertisers said, you know what? Pandemic shut down. We're stopping the money. We're not spending money advertising. The digital money is what kept me from having to lay people off. Well, that's good. So, you, that's I will, good you got that's, the, that's, where I can't, right that's where I can't say enough about what the company does digitally because they, they kept us all employed. Yeah. Awesome. And, and no pay cuts. And that's, that's, that's <laughs> you what you want to hear. That. That's, that's, that's very rare. Very rare. With no pay yeah, cuts and yeah, no hours sure. cut. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. I feel fortunate that's super awesome. that we were in a position we didn't have to do that at all. Man, that's great. Hey, Casey, you want to? Play commercial and yeah, stretch your legs. Yeah, play commercial. Let's take a break. We'll I be like the right commercial. Back. Have you heard the commercial? No. Casey, I know you don't drink, but have you ever heard of Old Granddad? Well, I know I haven't. Well, I tell you, this is some good stuff. Oh, yeah? Where'd you get it? I got this from our good friends over at Chubby Cheeks Liquor. They offer the largest selection of fine wine, spirits, and craft beers in Texarkana, including Old Granddad. Wow. It's no wonder they've been voted best in Texarkana two years in a row. Yep. Their staff is knowledgeable and friendly. They make planning your special events super easy and hassle-free. I know all about the headaches that come along with planning those special events. I'm glad they've got my back. That's where I personally go for all my fine wine and spirit needs. It's also conveniently located off of I-30 at 820 Realtor Road, Texarkana, Arkansas. If you're looking to wow the neighbors at your Super Bowl party or need to entertain the who's who in your town, choose Chubby Cheeks Liquor for all your fine wine and spirit needs. And tell them Mr. Jesse sent you. And we're back. Hey, we are. Hey, so during the break, I got thirsty. I listened to a commercial, and I was like, hmm, I got a little bit of something here that I, I got to try and and talk about for a second. Mm -hmm. So I got I got a bottle of Old Granddad High Rye Mash Bill. I know what the High Rye Mash means. I don't know what the fuck the bill means. <laughs> this is bonded Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 100 proof. Yeah. 50% alcohol by volume. It's got a great color to it. Um, I'm not a rye fan. Uh, it, I mean, as far as bourbon goes, it's it's got a good color. Uh, Wes is going to take a sip with me. Sure. And we're going to see whether we like this or not. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is high request over at Ch uh, Chucky. Uh, Ch Ch Chucky Cheeks. <laughs> okay, I'll be okay in just a second. I haven't sipped none of it yet. Um, this is high request. That's this is why they started carrying it. Really, over at Chubby's. Huh. All right, it smells like bourbon. There, yeah, it looks like it. They're tasting. How's it sitting with you, boys? Surprisingly, not bad. I'm kidding. I have to agree. It's actually pretty good. I just, you know, when you see the old granddad name, you go, ah, I don't know. You know but that's and, not. And that's last. Not. Yeah, the last rye I had was horrible. And that was a high dollar bottle. Really? This is I can see why it's in high demand. I mean this I really is can. It's good stuff. It's it's really it's pretty it's, smooth or is it it is surprisingly smooth because I was expecting it not to be. I was going, Oh, this is gonna I was, be you know, I was expecting that traditional that that rye, you know, sour ugh. but it's not dude, there. I'm I'm impressed. It's not there. Not there at all. Well good. I had the the first the last rye I drank was Michter's. And um, you know, Michter's is a higher end bourbon, and for it to be a rye, it was horrible. I'm not going to lie. The <laughs> bottle, the bottle looks like something you get off the bottom shelf. It does, it does. But when I went and picked it up, knocking on the bottle. Um, <laughs> well, I, 
Hey, man, it's you know aesthetics. Yeah, is a, you're right. You're yeah, right. We're a we're a society that it, it better look good before we even Absolutely. make the uh, make the plunk. You're right, but it's surprisingly it is. You can have no, a dog. I just, I you can have a dog shit whiskey, but as long as it's in right. a cool bottle, it's getting bought. You know, true, what I mean? true. You're and right. I've made that mistake. Oh, believe me, we've all made that. We've all been there. Yeah, we but, bought some tequila you know, before, I, thinking it was good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> tequila sneak up on you. Yeah, that's for and sure. And you would think like vodka, you know, right? It's clear alcohol. Yeah. Not always the case. Uh, <laughs> Bought some vodka for um, uh, a Christmas party treat. Uh-huh. Really? Cho- choice is important. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Don't get what we got. Okay. Understandable. But, I, you know, honestly, I, I mixed me a drink uh, because I really didn't think I would like this. So I'm going to pour me a little bit more of this. <laughs> there it is. And sip on that All for right. the rest see of the how, night. See how the end of this podcast goes. This is... I'm, Wow. But now, believe choice, me, Deidre. after having two sips of that, I understand why it's in such high demand. Yeah, because I, that really surprised me. Yeah, she told me today when I when I went to pick it up, she said, this one and this one, um, I started carrying these because everybody said, I want these. Huh. And That's she awesome. pointed them out, and I said, pick one. Now and we she, know why. This is the, I'm... Very good choice, Deidre. So that's two. Oh, that's two. Uh, two podcasts in a row. We've got some good. Uh, oh yeah, got some good recommendations here. Well, that's I, good. I would definitely recommend this to whoever's going to get some uh, rye bourbon. Now remember, it's Old Granddad, and what's the what's old, the Old Granddad? Yeah, bonded Kentucky straight whiskey. And where, and where can you get pick that up? This is at Chubby Cheeks. There it is. Chubby Cheeks, man. I don't know why I cannot say that tonight. I don't know, but the what's or, the orange again? and green label there. You can't. <laughs> that orange and green. Yeah, it's it's, it's eight eight twenty Realtor Road. Eight twenty Realtor Road. Find right it at Chubby Cheeks. <laughs> You're not finding that at Chuck E. Cheese's. I don't know why no, I can't say it tonight. Right. It happens. It's Deidre, probably the I'm old sorry. granddad. So, um, ha ha ha! I got that <laughs> asshole. Since I'm we're we're wrap, we're getting this on the last segment and stuff. What are we going to talk about? What do we need to talk about? You know what? I, I want to ask you. <laughs> Here we go. You knew He's it was coming. The, he knew I, it was coming. I know there's going to be a question there somewhere. So you can ask. Is, it, is he, it that time? It's that time. Okay. So I told him, yeah, Wes and I met a while back. Yeah. Uh, oh, he drives a jeep, and his response. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go, Mr. Jesse. Here we Jeep go. Talk. So, Here we go. I want to hold so, a second now. I have been a. I was a car owner for probably my a, the bulk of my adult life. I've drove a truck one time because I had no other choice. Because the insurance company, after I wrecked the car, said you need a truck. Yep. You need a truck for a couple of years. This accident to kind of cool off. And I purposely went looking for trucks, looking for SUVs, and everything I drove. I was just so disappointed. I went, I can't drive this so crap. Got a, he got an insurance hungry Jeep. <laughs> no, I got. I started looking around for different options, and I looked at Jeeps. And I had a friend that had a Jeep when I was in high school. And I really enjoyed the, you know, it, the experience with it because you know they always go, well, it's a lifestyle. It truthfully is. Yes. I mean, it really is. What when you get a Jeep and what comes with it, the people that come with it, the activities that come with it, are different than any other vehicle you're going to own in this part of the country. Yes, you know, yes. I've got a friend in the West Coast. You own a sports car. That's all. That's their deal over there. But here. In the south, yeah, you, where you, we you, are now, yeah, yeah. You, you find there's, yeah. there's, there's a click in yep. every region and in every area. Yep, that, for sure. You know, it's it's there's a jeep click. Yep, and, and they all enjoy the great outdoors, and they're all about showing experiences. But more than anything else that I learned over the whole process was that how friendly they were to people that weren't real jeep people because i was a green you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. i had one sure but i didn't know what it, what it could do or what it was capable of and then jesse goes oh you can do that you can do that you can take you can go with yeah, a rock i'm fine. a bad influence uh, he's yeah. one of those that you you know because over there apprehensive going i don't know if we can go over something that big he goes, no problem you got this 
No problem. Yeah. Well, guess what? No problem. We got yeah. it. We did it. What's, yeah. your, what's your Jeep name? I don't. It has never had a name. Wes has never Ooh. named it. It is never. I've never named it. I know that's a big faux pas well, see, there when it the, comes to the Jeeps, big but I've never named you know, it. People buy a Jeep and, oh, I need a name. I've had this Jeep for five years and I, I can't figure out a name. That Jeep will earn its name. There it it's is. It's just like a nickname. Got to earn it. Just man. for me, you. Huh. That, that vehicle will earn its name. Oh, well, if that's the case, then we can call it clicks, probably, because that's the noises it makes the most, you know, <laughs> clicking and popping or Brent, whatever else. Yeah. My wife's first Jeep? Oh, yeah, squeaky. squeaky. Squeaky, I remember that. Because it squeaked all the damn time. This one's named Relapse because she she got rid of Squeaky, yep. bought a Nissan, and then went, oh, like shit, it. I missed my Jeep. I missed my Jeep. And she, yeah. And it's <laughs> a sweet relapsed. Jeep, too, man. It is, isn't it? It's well, a sweet Jeep. We just put Rubicon... Uh, sliders on it oh cool Ooh. oh man it's sweet it is well, so badass i've had this jeep for nine years because i got it right after well the long story short we were trying for a second kid and we were not doing it very successfully obviously and so i told my wife i'm gonna go buy a sports car again I'll that's, buy that's sport- what you do when you can't have a baby exactly. you buy a sports because car. i because you know i had a i had a like a four-door sedan you know what i mean it was okay but i want a sports car so i bought another sports car and i think about four months after that Guess what? We're pregnant. So I told her, I said, I will keep the car until she goes to daycare. Yeah. And then we'll I'll get something. So you thought by buying a smaller car, you'd enhance your uh, pregnancy possibilities? No, no. It's just <laughs> boost it's, ju- it's just that crazy, you know, ironic. Eliminate two doors, grab a kid. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of car did you get? For sure. I I had a Shelby GT500. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you definitely had a kid. Yeah, I bought, Damn, a, I, bought I bought a Shelby GT500 and then and then she came along. That's beautiful. Dude, so <laughs> she, I, I was looking up Shelby GTs uh dude, some of those 2020s are going for like 200 grand. Oh yeah, they're insane. What? It's man. insanity for a Mustang. Yeah. It's insanity. The the you new GT500 is a beast, it but is it's a monster. My truck and my Jeep are paid off. There you go. There you That's go. the best way to be, man. Yeah. Best way to be. Absolutely. Yeah, I but, do not need a fast car. Yeah, yeah, I, that's subjective. I still want a Hellcat. <laughs> I know. I trust me. I, I really don't need a you fast don't need car. Fast. Well, that's good that he understands his limitations there. But no, the first thing that I really appreciated the most when becoming a part of a member of the Jeep Club was the camaraderie with most people, and everybody was willing to, you know, help step up. One hundred percent accepting. Yeah, yeah, and more than anything else, is like if I ever had a question, they didn't come to me like, "What you're asking that?" They were one hundred percent helpful and listened to all of my questions, no matter how stupid some of them may have been. You know, I was—I consider myself a car guy, but man, when you open up the Jeep window, it's a whole different. Bowl, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bucket once, of bolts, once you go open the driver's door, a bucket test of cash. drive on a Jeep. What it is? Yeah, it's a bucket it's, of it's cash. It's a totally different world, but it—it doesn't have to be a bucket of cash. But it, no, I, I bought mine sto- bone stock. Yeah, I cannot freaking talk tonight. I don't know what the problem. It was is. bone stock, and it then was you... bone stock. Mm-hmm. But where it is now, I have put half of what you know somebody with just a stupid amount of money had to put into it because I built most of it. Yeah, he built Did all the stuff. work myself. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can do that, it's not near as expensive. Oh, absolutely. Still expensive, yeah. but not near as expensive as it could be. Yeah, where I saved all my money was installing everything. Yeah. I, I couldn't powder coat, so I found I got a powder coat, but I put all the stuff on myself. and I, You learn a lot, for sure. It's a whole different deal because I've been a Mustang guy for years. I had four Mustangs up until I had... The Jeep. Right. Well, I could tell you, we know, what do you got? I'm sure we can fix all that and all the stuff you got to do to make it work. When you get the Jeep, it's like, I don't have a clue. And the first question they always ask is, well, what do you want to really do with it? 
You know, what do you really want to that's do? What, that's what. That's if, the first question it, you need. Is to it ask. mild? Is it going to be wild? You're going to take it off the road a lot. What are you going to do? But I'll tell you what. What, the, what I appreciate with the Jeep, and I still do every spring when it comes. The minute the top and the doors come off. It becomes yes, a whole different vehicle. Yes, sir. And I know wintertime is one thing, and it's, it's believe me, like with the snowpocalypse that's coming, I'm just joking, of course. You know, the chance of snow this weekend. Yeah, whatever. Guess oh, yeah, what? It's, mix. It's, it's pulled out to be able to be used because I drive a Honda day to day to day now. Yeah. But the Jeep, that's where its, it's strength is in the winter. But in the summertime, the minute the top and the doors come off, then it becomes a vehicle that I can't keep in the driveway because my wife's taking it. <laughs> She's going, hey, I'm going to get some. I'm taking the Jeep. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Because she, in the wintertime, wouldn't touch it absolutely very seldom even wants to ride in it but the minute the top and the doors come off that sucker it's out the door gone yeah. and as you it know, should be you know? yeah sure oh, and, yeah. and in four years my son will be driving it so a naked, you know. a naked jeep is like nothing <laughs> else dude that's what i want man just uh, like i told you i just want an old beater that i can roll around on sunday afternoons man yep you say the word when you give me a number i'll find you what you find need. what he needs and be able to run with it but that's yeah it. it's it's a different experience from more than anything else but it really was more you know, when you run with the hot riders, they're all trying to one up each other. No, but absolutely. when you run with the Jeep guys, they're all like, "Well, what do you want to do with the Jeep?" Well, hey, you got that stuff there. Let's let's take a look at this. And when you you take a trail ride and you say something about, "Well, oh, man, I had trouble getting hung up in this rock," and suddenly you've got five people going, "Well, here's what you can do." Yeah. yeah. And I remember after our first trip, um, it was in Hot Springs, and I kept getting hung up on stuff. And they said, "Look, your the bars look pretty, but they're they're dragging. You need something a little bit more tucked yep. up." And the next Definitely. thing you know. I bought some new pieces, changed it all out, and suddenly that area, the and trail that required extra help to get around, right. I could do by myself. And that's a lot. That's a, a big mistake that a lot, a lot of new Jeep owners make. Yep. You know, oh, I can take this anywhere, anywhere, but I can make it look pretty too. Well, not you can't put those two in the same <laughs> sentence. Yeah. If you really want to do the two, if you you, you can know. you can see a Jeep in a parking lot and know what it does. Yeah. If exactly. it's a grocery yeah, getter what, or yeah. if it's going to do something goes off the road. Yeah. One hundred percent. And. Two days ago, in front of the radio station, one went by with the big, huge, you know, the deep dish wheels and tires uh, yeah, on it. Yeah. And all I could think to myself was, that guy right now can't even see out the yeah, window. He slows down for a speed bump. Yeah, because that thing's probably beating him to death. Because I've got 37s on the Jeep, but they're on 17-inch wheels, so there's some extra, you know, yeah, cushion yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, 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 finally, I finally went to 37s. Oh, well, look at you. I've joined the club. Because you joined the club. Yes, sir. But no, I, the, the Jeep people, the people that are in, with Jeeps and do stuff with Jeeps are probably the most friendly folks you will ever deal with because they enjoy helping as much as they enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so when and, you go out and do a ride and they go, oh, man, yeah, sure, we can. How about, you know, let me go for like there's more times than not. When we will go out, Jesse'd say, "Just follow me. I got, I got you, man. I got you." You know, and not always the greatest idea. Well, you know, Jesse at, at times <laughs> thinks he thinks rationally, and other times he wants to be a daredevil. But regardless, I learn more literally following people in the Jeep Club yeah. through the trails and go, "Oh, that's how you hit that without it mm-hmm. making you do something stupid or breaking something or doing right. something odd." So I consider myself very fortunate. I had a lot of great teachers that taught me stuff. Probably didn't even know they were teaching it to me at all. Yeah. But just being able to be there with them and see yeah, that he's, he's also learned when not to follow Jesse. Yes, I have. Yes, I, I can, have. I can only imagine. Yeah. I uh, he has literally seen the top and bottom of my Jeep <laughs> more than I have. I can't wait to go on that Jeep ride, man. Oh, yeah. That's going um, to be so really the cool. Club, the club I'm associated with now, the uh, East oh, yeah. Texas Jeep Outlaws, uh-huh. um, they do a ride every year uh, wheeling with vets. Oh, awesome. And we are doing everything we can to try and – uh, get together the equipment we need, and and we're gonna do 
a remote. A, a remote. A remote. Oh yeah, from out there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. From the event. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm in. Gonna, I'm gonna do some driving. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, I'm um, in. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do some driving while we record part of the show. Oh yeah, and we're gonna do a lot of interviews and everything. Awesome, it's gonna be a cool deal. Yeah, count me in. I'll help you any way I can on that. That'd yeah, be fun. That'd, that'd be, be fun. fun. I enjoy that tremendously. Trust me, I, I've already thought about hitting you up on some information. Well, no worries there, man. <laughs> you just go ahead and go ahead and write me down. As long as I'm not booked up with my side hustle, we'll be all right. Cool, cool. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a lot speaking of, fun. of side hustle, what's up? Um, another wonderful talent of of Mr. Spicer here. Oh mm-hmm. no. <laughs> so. So are you you doing parties or parties and karaoke or is it just karaoke? It's mostly weddings, wedding receptions, and a little bit of parties. He, but it's, he is it's a definitely heavy. Rent in, a DJ. Oh, okay, I got definitely you. heavy in the wedding stuff. That's that's yeah. the that's the ones that I feel like we're best suited for. Yeah, what we do. Yeah, enough setup to be able to do a wedding and reception, all that high tech stuff. You know, you want to put a wireless mic on a preacher so everybody can hear me an outdoor wedding we can do that you know but you karaoke so, at weddings right no i don't karaoke man well, I, I did on, i man. did a long time ago and it just got to the point where it was it was not what i would call part of my good business model because a long time ago we sat down and said okay look i don't want to be working every weekend i've got two kids grown kids yeah the guy that I do, does it with me is a single guy that's got no kids so he'd be four weekends a month he'd be great i said no i want to do it where we can do two weekends a month make fairly decent money and not just being in total, you know, yeah, being yeah. busy all the time. So we learned real quick what works best for us. And we've got a little six by eight trailer. So, we so tow like, all the stuff in it and we're like a go. business name and an email or contact. Yeah. Info. DJ specialist is what it is. It's DJ specialist at, uh, at, at Google, you know, google.com, gmail.com. You can find us, but there, we've got a little stuff here and there. And we've, we were in, um, what was it? Four States was just in there. I was, I did one of the weddings that was in there too. Oh, we yeah. do been doing weddings and stuff since about the early nineties back when we had to put stuff on cassettes, mm. you know, and wow. now, now we're, now days. we're laptop and baby. So we're high tech. So we're good. I'll, there. Be, I'll bet you're, you're glad that the equipment downsized. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> the amount of stuff you used to have to carry when you played CDs and cassettes was just astronomical. Yeah. Just and now, milk crates. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Literally I have a six foot folding table that has every single thing I need within about we take up less than ten by twelve. The entire setup, mm-hmm. lights, everything. It's so much, so much better, so much easier. And it's so much easier to take take down and put up. And it's no, oh golly, I can wow. remember going there like at noon for a four o'clock wedding and setting up. It's like no, I can set up two set. I can do two setups, or small one outside for the wedding and the big one inside for the reception in like half an hour. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I we're like done. about our setup. Is yeah, I mean, you guys have got it. It shows up about thirty minutes before we get ready to start recording and stuff and. We throw everything on the table and we're ready to go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's awesome. It's getting a lot easier. Yeah, as soon as he figures out how to run everything, yeah, oh, we got all the knobs and stuff <laughs> on there. That's a lot on there. It's a lot. Believe of knobs. me, I, I do it for yeah, a living, new, and that's got a lot of knobs on it. Yeah, this what new I use. mixer is a. Yeah, we're gonna get figured. But out. that's he, our. It's got. He's growing, constantly doing research. It's got growing room, which is important. Yeah, yeah. As you, you don't got, need this to grow yeah. anymore. No, no, no. As you guys get bigger <laughs> and you got more stuff going on, it'll be able to grow with you, so you don't have to replace it. That's the best. Yeah, part. yeah. That's why we wanted to get the bigger one. Yeah. So we would not have to worry about that anymore. For sure. Yeah, my yeah. my stuff that I have is really simplistic. When you look at it, it's got like I can run six inputs or whatever. Yeah. But for us, it's two. I got a partner that I do it with. We have two laptops with exactly the same music on it, microphone hookups, and that way. When they get through doing the reception, if somebody wants to grab a mic and do a toast, we can they can take that wireless any yeah. way they want to go. So weddings for us work the best because you have a bride and a groom, and they have an, a pretty set plan what they want to do. But more than anything else, I, the enjoyment I get out of doing that, you can just see them happy, yeah, having a good yeah, time, yeah. smiles on their faces. That that makes it that, that makes it worthwhile for sure. That's, That's why I enjoy the most about doing that. That's why we've That's awesome. we're almost exclusively weddings and parties. I don't. 
I don't do a whole lot of stuff other than that. I've been approached. We do some school it dances sound on like occasion. You have time to do a whole lot of stuff. But, well, you know, demand changes year to year, and this year I've already got people asking me for October, November. So we'll see. But you know, last year was difficult. I had how many like, weddings did you I, do last year? I had twelve cancellations last year. Oh yeah, but yeah. for sure, yeah, I had twelve cancellations last year. I still wound up doing uh, ten. Wow. So, but I had twelve cancellations last year, and some of them are going to reschedule, and some aren't. They just made other plans. So you just you got to be flexible, that kind of stuff. But more than anything you, how else, how long have you been doing that? First gig I ever did was nineteen ninety two, and when I was doing it ninety two, it was big, huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, like refrigerator sized speakers yeah. and all that stuff. And now, man, it's little small ones that go on stands. The woofer slides under the table, sounds just the same. And how many takes weddings up a do you space. average a year? Usually between about sixteen and eighteen. That's not it just bad, it, yeah. it really depends on the demand and you know it's a it's a changing situation like right yeah. now I had something planned in February but it's not happening so now I'm going mm, I may want one more before I go on vacation because I'm going I want to I want my vacation to be all out of the side hustle <laughs> money not <laughs> out of the primary yeah, so sure. I'm going yeah I may be able to take on one more if we can before vacation to make sure we get it but yeah doing weddings I think I found out a long time ago when the when our company started doing a bridal fair and you saw how the brides react to that kind of stuff and then you do a couple of good ones and you get this one where everybody's at the very end of the night's got man we had a great time and you could look they're physically tired because we <laughs> danced them to death but you know but the good the deal is that the enjoyment they get out of it really it, it does a lot for me what's too. the what's that. the number one tune that really gets them going at weddings it depends on the age group all I right. mean, you can do all the typical line What's dance stuff, all the cha-cha slides, yeah, 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 and all the yeah. Cupid shuffles of the world, but every age group's got a little different something, but what's unique about us, too, is... The electric slides. Oh, oh yeah, no yeah, if they're old enough, they can do that. But, uh, <laughs> or young enough. Oh, yeah, that's true. But for us, we've got a sheet that they fill out the music they oh, kind of okay. like, so it gives me gotcha. a feel of what they want. Mm-hmm. So you get an idea, because every bride's different. I've had young brides that wanted to hear 50s music. I've had old brides that just wanted like to hear rap. Just like a radio station. It just, it doesn't, it just, you don't ever know. So the, the wonderful thing is when you do those meetings with those people mm-hmm. and you get down with them face-to-face, you get a chance to get a feel for what they like and what they don't like it doesn't take very long to develop a list and then of course the number one thing that most disc jockeys need to be wary of or be very cognizant of watch them watch the crowd yeah are they dancing are they having a good time are they laughing are the people on the sidelines tapping their toe or are they cringing are the, and going are the boys somewhere sitting else? on this side and the girls sitting on this exactly side. <laughs> exactly but more than anything else you get a feel for it because every group has a different you know what i call a little different take on it i did a bride in her 20s this summer that wanted um, very non-traditional stuff, and we started playing music like new stuff, and they didn't know. They weren't yeah. weren't feeling it. I slipped in a couple of 80s tunes and played Love Shack from the B-52s. They went crazy and went, yeah. okay. So we, yeah. we think of stuff in that era or stuff in that genre, so guess what? You got Right Said Fred. Mm-hmm. I love that You know song. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. silly song, right? Yeah. Macarena, of course. You know, uh, but, uh, but, the, but that's not something you expect out of yeah. somebody in their 20s. So it's just a matter of just kind of watching what they're doing and you know, feeding off the reactions, and that way you get to see what's going on. It's got to be pretty gratifying for sure. Love Shack was an awesome song. Yeah, it was an awesome song. It was a very awesome song. As long as you're not playing the full eight-minute version, you're okay. okay. <laughs> but see, have you ever seen the video? Mm-hmm. But see, if you're Video's in that, cool. if you're in that genre, then you can you can probably slip in some pour some sugar on me from Def Leppard. You can sneak Hell in some yeah. Moni Moni from you know in there too. You know, Billy, so yeah, he, every group has their own kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just. What you do is you kind of find a little stuff here, a little here, and see what they like, and then you can take it. And Just run take with it. run with there, baby. Take oh, it by okay, sure. another for that group too, that crazy Psy Gangnam Style song, yeah, yeah, you know, that was such uh, a big deal. Uh-huh. That was a big deal for them too because they all knew the dance. So they were literally, you know, doing a little I, conga I, I still line. Still don't with understand it. that. Uh, what what is the dance? Just, it's it's just it's that's it? one of those things. No. 
I'm not, doing it. not doing it for you. Come on, I but you can do it. Oh no, no. Can you? I play the music. I can't do any line dances. I can I don't how do how do people <laughs> learn line dances? You know what I mean? The They're, cowboy. I actually <laughs> did a birthday party for a couple and they brought in a line dance instructor. No. And she taught them how to do all the dances. So if you didn't know them, she taught them how to do them. So yeah, Blanco Brown, the get up and all that stuff. I didn't know there was this line dance of that song. Oh my god. But I've seen it now and I'm wondering, and all oh, cool. it is it's it's all a version of the electric slide. Some of them Tell are me. and some aren't. It just depends on some of the moves that are in them. Isn't, isn't Copperhead Road just the electric slide with extra kick? Yeah. Pretty and much. Some, I mean, and some stomping. And so, yeah, you got to get, get I mean, stomping. Seriously, uh, the basis of most most line dances is the electric slide. Just watch them. <laughs> they all look the same. I hate line dances. They're Foot, just footloose. They're yeah. just you a know, bunch uh, of not, drunk rednecks. Not, not the old version, the yeah. new country They're version. They're just a bunch too. of drunk rednecks out there well, stomping yeah. their feet, <laughs> walking back and forth. Hey, you know, I did my, you know what my deal is? If they're dancing, then they're having fun. It yeah, for sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like people if they don't like our show, they don't have to listen. Exactly. You know, we don't like to line dance. We don't have to line dance, man. <laughs> I'm not line dancing. I'm not either. I hate them. If you catch me line dancing, somebody has slipped something in my damn bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of Copperhead Road, dude, we were at Billy Bob's one time for a, a, a concert. I think it was Casey Donahue. But, you know, that's the biggest honky-tonk, I think, in the world. Yeah, I saw uh, Jackson Taylor in the centers. So there was about, I don't know. 2,000 people in here and Copperhead Row comes on, dude. That yeah. place got oh so loud when that stop All it took on. was about three guitar licks and oh. everybody knew what they did and they all got yeah. out there and started to get spaced 100% out. 100% what happened. I know. You know. What's so funny is when they get out there, they get out there and put their arms out to make sure that we're far enough apart yeah. so when we do the turns, we don't step on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. kill each other. Or, well, yeah, sure. you know, run sure. over each other. Whatever. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like a flash mob. Oh my god! It was. It was it, yeah. I'm telling you, people were running from the bar oh, yeah. like, to get out there. Have you ever been victim of a flash mob? Sure. No, uh, I've been. I've experienced one from like the sidelines. I was on the street downtown when they did yeah. one. I know they they try and do Michael one every Jackson year downtown. Thriller, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like a big thing for a while, wasn't it? Like flash. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I've, I've got um, um, Becky Ford. Oh yeah, you know she's uh, she's always big on the flash mob. Uh -huh. She tried to get me to do it one year. I was like, no, no, no. I've never uh, seen one. I've never seen one. I always see them on like YouTube or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or hear about them, but I've never fucking run into a flash mob. <laughs> It's just weird. We're in the wrong part of the country for that. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. And people jump up and start singing around here, and people are like, you had too much to drink, or that's bad meth. <laughs> around oh, here for sure. Oh, <laughs> good God. You know that's what it is. Oh, man, you're killing me on that one. Me and my buddy, <laughs> me and my buddy went and actually played uh, downtown uh, guitars. We both had a guitar, and then our so, buddy had a drum set, and we, we actually Casey has jammed for a while. Awesome. Casey just, just uh, what? Three weeks ago, released your yeah, first December, EP. Well, for this band, yeah, December eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, very cool. It is awesome, cool. man. It's, it's different. It's a whole different ball game whenever you're re actually recording music. Yeah, to be able to get it out there. Oh yeah. Oh, it's e a, dude. It's easy. It's way easier. Recording is easy, but shooting the yeah. video sucks. Well, I'm talking, yeah, I don't like well, I'm talking about getting get it out there for people to see it. Yeah, get, yeah, because you know. When you're talking about bands and stuff like that are starting out, you're you're you need a social media out the wazoo because people still call me and go, "Hey, can we get our music on the radio." And I go, "Do a video, put it on YouTube. If it gets the views, then everybody will come running." Yeah. So what what kind of numbers on views would you have to look for? They're going to look at something that's going to be close to viral because yeah. there are so many people out there cranking out what I call subpar music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The 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 depth of people in country, red dirt country pop are just astronomical the number of people that are cranking why, out stuff why don't you hear more red dirt type country on 
mainstream because like, the stations that played it failed miserably in Nielsen. Mm-hmm. And if you cut, if you do, you hurt the money. It gets yanked pretty quick. Right. Right. Yeah. It gets because well, I mean, you got to remember there was there was a station that played nothing but it in Austin and Dallas, and both of them have flipped because they just. It does not translate well. Yeah, but it's so, so big now. It's huge, but it but the it's people underground kind of right. The, but the people that do it, yeah, it's got an underground feel to it. So believe me, the Spotify's of the world and Pandora's world will benefit from it tremendously. When it comes to mainstream radio, it is just not a good fit. They I mean, as, not as, as far as country goes, my YouTube music, if it's country, it's most likely Red Dirt. Well, people, I got you. People on the radio want to hear like Florida Georgia Line, and no, that's not. They, that's what they want no. on the radio, man. <sighs> Well, see, that's that, I'm going to say this. What I say to some people: you're out of the demo, Jesse. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's all right, man. You can uh, don't embrace don't. the fact that you're a grumpy old white guy. And it's okay. <laughs> you're the classic rock guy. Oh, no, it's okay. You're the Fred, man. No, I'm not the fucking Fred. You're the no, Fred, he's dude. not the Fred. No, he's not Fred's the Fred. The Fred. <laughs> Have you met Fred? No. I'll introduce him to you. Okay. I know him personally. Do you? Gotcha. I'd like to meet him. All right. Yeah. He drives a big green forklift. Oh, uh, that Fred. What's up, dude? That Fred. Hey, Fred. <laughs> Mr. Gomez. Yeah. All right. I see, I see He's name dropping, getting people in trouble. Oh, yeah. Let's I'm, I'm, I'm going to. That dude We right should have there. him on the show. Uh, you think? That'd be funny. He's a 49ers fan, right? He is a 49ers is he? fan. He's from California. God bless him. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, he's from California? Yeah. That's all you got to say. He goes, he, his family's still in. Aren't uh, the playoffs happening right now? They start this, this weekend. weekend. Oh, do they? Wild they cards. This I haven't weekend. watched. I haven't watched the single Wild game. Cards. I still yeah. haven't watched the game. Well, the cowboy, the cowgirls are out. I don't care about them. No surprise there. Even when I was a watching football, I didn't. Yeah. Well, I'm an Eagles fan. I, I'm obviously. a Saints fan. You're a what? Eagles fan. I think the Eagles really are, the yeah. Eagles are out too, right? Yeah, they're out. Yeah. They? Oh my God, they tanked so bad last Sunday. That's what I heard. Somebody was it telling was, me that it was so bad. The players were about to jump the coach for what he was doing. That's yeah, what I heard. What has blown my mind about this yeah. season is all the downs. In previous 10, 15, 20 years, are the ups right now? The Browns, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns. Oh yeah, are they're in it? Having really a hellacious season. Was the last time they were in was two thousand three, two or two thousand three. The Bengals are in. No, no bungles. They haven't been in for a hot minute. <laughs> Sorry, Dude. man. I'm a Steeler fan, so when you talk about the oh. FC North, I can, I can. Yeah, yeah the bungles are out. How do you, Steelers so are a little I, bit farther down on my. my I hear the Bills are doing what, pretty good. The Buffalo Bills are probably. Yeah. Josh gonna, Allen's really good. I got a feeling that they're probably going to be the team that you're going to that Kansas City's going to have to watch out for. Bills? Oh yeah, Buffalo. I don't, I don't know Kansas City. The way Buffalo, the way Buffalo plays on both sides of the ball, I think they can keep Kansas City in a close game, and it could be it could go their way. I think I, I think if Buffalo went to the Super Bowl, I'd probably watch the Super Bowl. I don't think Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. Mm, I may put a bet on that one. They might. I think they'll make it. I hear. If they did, I'd probably watch it. Yeah, I got a feeling. I got a feeling they probably will make it. They're they they're the strongest team besides Kansas City in the AFC. So it's gonna be hard yeah. to beat Kansas City, from what I hear. It, Kansas City is is. Well, you got Patrick Mahomes, man. He's dude. That dude. I, a, I can see Kansas City going dude, back. It's a tra- it's a track meet everywhere out there with him. But like yeah. I said, Buffalo can put enough pressure on him without having to vote extra people. You know, with defense, if you can, if they can rush four people and put the kind of heat on Mahomes that they can put on everybody else, they're going to force Kansas City into some situations. They're, they're not going to be. They're going to have with. to shut Mahomes down. And sure. here's my deal: all you got to do is watch and see what the Raiders did to him to beat him that one time. Yep. The Raiders did the same thing. If they I think can, the get, Raiders got had a lot more luck. They did too. But if too. they can, if you can put enough pressure on the quarterback and not have to send an extra linebacker or somebody else and let everybody else play defense on the backside, they can make his day miserable. Yeah. 
And if you ever if you ever want to watch what I call the the epitome of crazy Patrick Mahomes, watch him and Baker Mayfield when he played for Tech. And Mayfield played for Oklahoma. They played a game that scored like 140. Wasn't points. it like seven? What? Eight, they had like 700 yards or something. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was there was 140 points scored. It was an unbelievable game. But when you you see two people, what I call at the top of their collegiate game, mm-hmm. playing each other, it was an unbelievable well, game. It was you, like the LSU A and M game a few years ago. Yeah. We went to like seven overtime. Seven overtime. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I want some money what, on that one, boy. Mayfield is coming into his own in the he, NFL. And he I, he's doing it because they're keeping him protected. Yeah. You got to. He's an, well, inter- I mean, he's, an, he's an interception machine when the heat goes on him, so having a yeah. strong running game keeps the heat off of him. Well, the Browns are having a, having a year. Their de- defense I mean, right now is what's doing it for them. Com- more than compared to what oh, yeah. their past 20 years, Oh yeah, they're having a hell of a year. They got the right coach in the right place, and they've gotten some really, really good defensive Did, players. Uh, the Browns, because, didn't their, uh, their coach has COVID, right? Yep, their coach has got I've COVID. They got, their coach has got COVID, and they got a couple players with COVID, too. I, I heard, you I know. was listening to a podcast today, and they were talking about letting him, They were the Browns were trying to get him to where he could drive himself, quarantine, drive himself to the stadium, and right. then be up in a suite. In the coach's box the, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. By himself. I mean, and know, coach why can't he game. coach from, a, I mean, from the house? Well, you got to be at this. You, I mean, no, you don't. I mean, you got the. You would have a delay. You know what I mean? Like, with what they, with the technology they have. Well, now, you'd have he, a he delay can, no matter what. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Not yeah, much of one. Well, you got the mandatory for any live sporting event is ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah, because if somebody on the field yells, you know, something, you got to pasty off. You got to. Yeah. Well, you got to bleep it out. But yeah, we got Janet that, Jackson. That was for, the. Yeah. That's the reason. For She's that. the reason yeah, why all that stuff has to have a delay, and that's also it's just one of those deals because um you know that on the radio station. If you play a song with any kind of direct, with an f if an f bomb slipped out on my station between six a.m. and ten p.m. and somebody heard it and we got fined for it, it's four hundred and forty thousand dollars. So there's a reason why there's a ten second delay. Whoa, the fines are astronomical. Shit. That's so, yeah. I'm glad there's no easy delay on us. That's what the podcast yeah. is for, man. I'd be fucked. <laughs> But that's the reason why, you know, they, there's a deal that well, with radio they call Safe Harbor. So from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., you can play whatever you want to. You can if you want to. Really? We don't because I don't ever want to get in a position where a song that played at midnight accidentally plays at noon. Yeah. 440 grand if somebody, Ugh, if it goes man. all the way through. And that our, shut a small station down. And huh? you know how our, we know our company policy is if you get a fine by the FCC, it's something that you did, you pay it. Ooh, well, you'll no be shit. liable for it. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Well, I mean, you do something like that. I mean, because you got to be blatant to do something that stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, you're just asking for trouble. But well, as far as football goes, um, I hate to say it, but I don't think the Saints are going to go to the to the bowl. No, but they're having a hell of a year. I yes, mean, for for hey, what they've run into. Yeah. Does, does Ben Roethlisberger it, still? It, yeah. Really? This is probably. Still? I, I feel like this. Sh- Thirty-eight should Still be his last year. I think. Yeah, I got a feeling this will be his last year too. Because this is this is Breeze's last year too. My problem that I have with him and the Pittsburgh Steelers organization is they keep his injuries hidden. You know, you're supposed to disclose it. So beat but up. he has been. I mean, he has oh, been yeah. slammed around for They're years. The hell out of and I know right now he probably has a bum bung knee because I'm telling you, ever since the Washington game. When you watch him play, he's not the same player. He's just not. And they're having to do stuff to cover it up. Yeah, but it's I obvious mean, he's injured. That but, dude's gone but through so many injuries. But they're violating an NFL policy by not disclosing mm-hmm. it. But they've done that his entire career. Yeah. yeah. And that's one. That's my number one knock on that organization is how in the world they can be so up what I call – I wouldn't call it righteous. I would just call it – you notice how all the players that had played for them the minute they left that organization, how they just – they turned into a dumpster fire? Yeah. yeah. Because of what they could do to keep them on the straight and narrow, mm-hmm. but but yet they hide 
the injuries of their star player because they don't want anybody to capitalize on it. Because if they say, oh, well, he's got a messed up knee, well, you know as good as well as I do that any player, any team that's going to play him later on is going to go, oh, we're They're going after that, that side. Yeah. Exactly. So they keep it quiet, which is really not legal. But anyway, that's my that's my biggest gripe on the organization well, is that you how hear they about, do that. Did you hear about Kamara's fine? Oh, yeah. That, for the shoes. For the shoes. Yeah, I know. That's absolutely it, ridiculousness. Yeah, that's stupid, man. Asinine. Because uh, he wore colored fucking shoes. Yeah, you got to have team colors, man. No, you don't. Okay, so how, how did they get by that during the uh, um, the My Cleats, My Cause? Yeah, they My did? Cleats, My Cause. Because, well, because the, it's an because NFL-based it's thing. It's an NFL-based initiative. And that's if he's stupid. And that's where, that's where my – here comes another gripe. Roger Goodell runs it like he's, like he's the dictator. Yeah. And – well, kind of is and right, you know? but he, but it, but you know, his my deal is you've got to have people around you that have got to be able to input enough for you to understand that hey, you know what, this is not going to be detrimental to the league. Yeah, stop being a dick. Yeah, yeah, you know. But he, but he, he. Yeah, that's one of those deals. You put him, you take him and Belichick and put them all in one boat and send them, send them away. Old Belichick. <laughs> how are the, how are the Patriots doing? Oh, they suck. Oh, I love it. So it was it was Thomas Brady. I love it. So it was Thomas Brady. Okay, the part of the it, Bucks aren't doing that great either. They're in the playoffs, dude. Bra- okay, I'm sorry. Brady's not doing that great. Mm, look at the last three games. Yeah, he's been good last three games, yeah, and they played some been, good defenses. He's been okay. I'll tell you right now, they'll. I think they'll make it further than most people think they will. It, it, the it is Brady in the playoffs, man. I don't. I don't care. Brady pisses me off. Brady being six, I don't like Tom Brady, but Brady being successful makes him makes me like him because it makes Belichick look like an idiot. Yeah. So I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. This is the one time that I will say I don't hate you, Tom, but I certainly appreciate the fact that you made your former coach look like an idiot because yeah, that, I, I felt that, like that I, move never made sense. To I'm, me. Well, my deal is Belichick's on borrowed time. It's like I, they how have they not gotten any players all these years and you can't because well, you had anybody. tom brady I, but my deal is you didn't spend any money to get anybody else to help him out i mean well, yeah, i yeah, understand yeah. Completely they, they wrote the left. coattails of what they had right but they they didn't, didn't think okay well they got, didn't prepare you know, for what what well, they're they, gonna yeah, lose their front office just is, has been has just literally shot themselves in the foot and now you're talking about a team that's probably going to be three or four years away from being successful but hey oh, i yeah, don't care they're, they're, i don't care yeah. one they're going to pay the price that's great well, people are going to be, you know, excited to not have the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Every Me year, too. You know? you know what I mean? For sure. And I, I'm, I may make some so pe- sick of those. I may make some people mad, and I don't like Green Bay, and they're going to, they're probably going to go. I know, I know a team that so, they're, okay. uh, the Super, way they're playing. Super Bowl pick. My Super Bowl pick. It's probably going to be Kansas City Green Bay. What I would like to happen, I would like for it to be like the Saints and Buffalo. That would be cool. I'd watch to have that. to have a little different That'd take cool. on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have a little different team in it. I think the Saints have fought through enough stuff this year for them to make it would be kind of cool. But Buffalo, yeah. to me, they really has shown. Got, they really got hurt when uh, when Breeze's ribs yeah. got jacked Oh, up. my gosh, man. It's like you got a car wreck. The number of ribs he had broken. I, I, like, really, oh. I really expected um, uh, Hill to do better than he did. I mean, he, he really kind of crumbled. Just ne- He's never going to be a front-line quarterback. No. I don't think he will be. The uh, the way the NFL he's phenomenal for what they've been using him the for. way the NFL's changing and the way they they're going to re- they're relying on mobile quarterbacks will probably keep him relevant for a little while but I don't I don't think he's going to have any long term success unfortunately uh, I heard today also that uh, the Colts are in right in the playoffs they're not no I don't nope, think so not in hmm. didn't make it I don't know let me look them up they they didn't make it because they got beat by Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat him, and that's that kept him out. Okay, so yeah, I, I really thought I Pittsburgh you. was going to have a clean year. So this, po- this podcast oh, no. was a little old then, I guess. Uh, oh, well, probably. <laughs> I was listening. To that it. happens. That happens. It does. 
Yeah, um, I would watch it if Cleveland went to. I'd like to see Cleveland. Yeah, that's true. I would. I would oh, too. Definitely. Just because it's you know it's the Browns. Dude, They've if just the Browns had the worst go to this, luck when's the last time ever. the Browns even had a thought of going yeah. to the Super Bowl? Well, you know the you know what you hate to say this, but the 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 dream Super Bowl would be would be the Browns and like God, I hate to say the Bucks, but Tampa Bay hadn't been there in a while either. But ugh, yeah, two thousand, right? Yeah, it's been Gruden. a while. Yeah. You know, who, the, man, the, who was their running back? Allstott. Mike all, fullback. Yep. Mike yeah. Allstott and, was just yeah. ripping people apart. And, uh, what was it, Work Done? Yeah, yeah Work Done and Mike Allstott, uh, man. Okay, well, okay here's, what, here's what the playoffs look like. All right. So, Saturday, we have the Colts and the Bills. Oh, the Colts It is the Colts, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't realize okay, they got so good. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I'd like okay. to see Phillip get one. Okay, well, we got the Colts and you the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Bills are going to clean them out. Um, I think so, too, from what I've heard. That'll be a stomping. I didn't realize they got to Bills going to kick their ass. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we have the Rams and the Seahawks. That'll be a good Seahawks. one. Seahawks. Don't yeah. uh, L.A. has a really good uh, defense right now, right? Yeah, L.A.'s yeah, problem is they have a gay their, emblem. Their, their quarterback's got a broken thumb that had to be surgically repaired, so I got a feeling that uh, the, the Seahawks are going to win that one. Yeah. Well, I'm, if I was going off their records, Seahawks for sure. But mm-hmm. the Rams logo just <laughs> – they, Yeah, they did a really bad job on that for sure. horrible. Yeah, they did well, a really bad job. The fucking Washington football team has a better logo. <laughs> the and Washington then, football team. That's what they're called. I know they are. And then I know we have the Buccaneers and the Washington football team. Yeah. On on the NFL app, it just says football team. No, it <laughs> it's fucked up. But that's um, going to be a better game than most people realize. Yeah. Washington's I mean, according def- to the records, it's, it's, Washington's defense is coming on like if you watch their last game. And the last few games, they've been they stepping it up. Scary up front. Yes. That Chase Young kid. That last is game, a beast. The uh, last weekend's game, dude. That was a good game oh, for I Washington. I know that 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 Chase Young guy is a beast. He's okay, he's well, gonna he's gonna wreck Brady's day. It's, so that that game's gonna come down to something. Yeah, that's crazy going, near the end. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a good game to watch. Yeah. So that that's a seven fifteen game. So Sunday. All right, Sunday we got the Ravens. It's and wild the card Titans. weekend, right? Wild card mm-hmm. weekend. Yep. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, twelve oh five. We got the Ravens and the Titans with a rematch. Ooh, yeah. Even Stevens. Yeah. This is gonna be. This is gonna what's be a the players li- game. What's the line on that? Fuck, I don't even know what that means. Don't have the line on there. <laughs> Over and under and all that. This is yeah. the NFL app, dude. They yeah. don't they gamble pro- on I there. Guarantee you, they probably have Not it on the there. Vegas NFL app. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, the next game, my game, the Saints and the Bears. Yeah. All Bears. Shut uh, your mouth! It's going to be the Saints. The only way know. the only way they snuck in is they played three really crappy teams, and Trubisky looked yeah, good. But I, he, I, when he goes up against when he goes up against the Saints, he's going to throw at least three Trubisky picks. is bad. Three picks, I guarantee he's going to throw at least three picks. He's I can't believe he's still starting quarterback for them. Well, they put him in, and then they played some really crappy teams. And he's going, oh look how good he is! Yeah. I'm going. He played. Look at those teams he played. Those defenses yeah. are like twentieth and twenty second. Probably the entire <laughs> NFC East. Probably. Well, I mean, oh, and, I mean, every yeah. at some point in some season. Every team gets the pick of, I get to play some shitty teams. Right. So yeah. I, I look well, good. Oh, is the national championship game tomorrow? The no, it's uh, college? Tuesday. 11th. 11th? Who's, no, it's in the the national, who's in the national championship? Who's in the national championship? 13th? Yeah. Okay. It's Wednesday. Who is it? Alabama? There, Ohio the, State. The, no, the, final, the finals are Monday. Okay. The, pl- the final playoffs are Monday. And then the, the championship's Wednesday. I looked it up last night. I'd like to put some money Four on that, teams. sir. Notre Dame. I'd like to put Alabama. money on that. Those games have already been played. Huh? Those games have already been played. Notre Dame got beat. Clemson well, got beat. What's Clemson it's, got it's, beat? Who beat oh, Clemson? Ohio State mopped the floor with Clemson. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's then Ohio it's State, Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Ohio State, Alabama. Please, please don't let Alabama win again. I don't like Ohio State, so. 
I don't like Alabama. I don't like either one of them, but I don't like I don't like I hate Ohio State more than I do Alabama. So why do you hate Ohio State? <sighs> Just the organization in general. Pompous bunch of <laughs> They're not Alabama too, pompous. though. You know? Well, they're both that way, but yeah, but you know, I guess Alabama has a track so record. There's can... been a rumor going. I'm just tired on. of Alabama winning. I got you. There's a rumor going on that uh, Ohio State knew Clemson's offensive call signals, and that's why no. they moved to Yeah, yeah it was like, there was a podcast, and the guy was saying he thinks that, that Ohio State got Look Clemson's out. calls, and that's why. Well, they if they're anything like our government, they're not going to investigate it. <laughs> so <laughs> the last game for Sunday, Trevor Lawrence is still going number one overall, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. First of all, well, I, be I, Jacksonville. I haven't followed college this year like I should have. Gotcha. No worries. So the final game for Sunday is the Browns and the Steelers. Yeah, Sunday night. Yep. Seven fifteen. Um, because you know, man, I would love to see the Browns win it. I would too. No, no offense to your Steelers. I yeah. would none take it, but it would I mean, be cool to see the Browns. They'd be neat with an organization right that's been in the cellar for so long. It'd be nice to see see them do something. What was the last but, time they almost went to the Super Bowl? Uh, who was the was it Earl Campbell? Or not? I'm not been And he he fumbled. What was the fumble? Ozzie Newsome. Was that? Oh, was that it? And he fumbled right on the. He's still part of the organization too. Really? He helps the front office. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he's part of the reason why they're back the way they are right now. Well, good for him. Definitely. Good for him. Well, I had no idea coming into this thing that I was going to be talking football, but here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either, and I haven't watched a game all season. Actually, I I take that back. My brother was in town. He goes to A and M uh, called Station, so the it was the North Carolina game. Yeah, so I sat down and watched that with him. He gotcha. got he got pretty hype about it. Oh yeah, he gets, he gets pretty live because that North Carolina team is is actually was kind of getting back to being halfway decent since um oh Mac Brown mm-hmm. when, took him over when the double double AFC folded in forty nine. The Browns were absorbed into the NFL in fifty. Mm-hmm. The Browns went on to win three NFL championships, mm-hmm. nearly dominating the NFL in the 50s, and won one more NFL championship in 64. The, che- the team has yet to appear in a Super Bowl. Yeah, there's still there's four teams, right? It's uh, the Browns, the Bills. Oh, no. No, the Bills. I mean, I mean, the Bills. no. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Remember the, the, right. Bills, the Bills. The Bills were the Cowboys' stepchild yeah, for right. years. So it's it's Cleveland. Um. I'm, I'm Who's the, there's three there's four of them right because the so. eagles are off that list now they beat the patriots in 15 yeah or 16 yeah which was awesome that was my day jackson has it. jacksonville been in jacksonville i don't, I, I don't yes, think so have. yeah they have i think they. Have. i don't think so i don't know the jaguars yeah. been in the super bowl mm. okay no you're correct it's uh the cleveland browns yep detroit lions Houston Texans yep. and the Jacksonville there Jaguars. Yep. God, the That's Houston it. Texans. I feel so sorry yeah, for Yeah, I heard fans. Deshaun's trying to get out of there. Well, I feel really? sorry for their fans. I mean, they that coach they had that they let go in the middle of the season, I mean, tanked that organization for the next five years. I, I tanked them. I haven't followed the Texans Man, he, this year. They picked up a bunch of players, paid them way too much money, they and half of them yeah. have not been able to produce anything, and now they're hung up with a bunch of contracts and all this well, money tied up to okay. players. They aren't even playing. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like the Cowboys did a few years brings, back. brings up my sore spot, and everybody's going to fucking just go, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Ezekiel Elliott. That bitch is not worth $90 million. No. I don't give a I don't shit. Think any, I don't think any running back's worth $90 million. Well, especially after the season he had. Well, just because their shelf life is like he played, you know, three, four years. He played a twenty million dollars season. No, I mean, people will. uh, We the conversations we have around the lunch table with all of us at jocks and stuff talking about that stuff. It's real simple. I've always said, hey, it's performance based. You want twenty million? I'm going to need a thousand yards out of you. Yep. Oh yeah. You get nine ninety nine. Guess what you get? You get the league minimum. If Mm -hmm. if if Dallas doesn't renegotiate his contract after this season. 
they're fucking idiots. They probably are not going to renegotiate. They're probably going to send him packing. Yeah, probably. Because his backup hadn't looked too bad, and right now, and they got a bunch of money tied up in a quarterback right now. We're not sure and, what he's going to do. And he's been injured all year. Yeah, my deal is what's what's Dak going to look like when he comes back? We hope he's going to be I'm, great. I'm, I'm concerned he look like? for him. But my deal that is was a, that was a I don't think he was great injury. anyway. They're going to they're going to franchise. He was a decent. Co- he was a good quarterback. He, he's asking for too much money. They're they're going to yeah. franchise tag him one more year mm-hmm. to see how he performs. And if he has another good year, then they'll probably give him some money. But well, I, they're going to have to. I mean, uh, with the the broken ankle, uh, I think they're going to have to give him a year. Just, no, you don't. You don't give him a year. No, get him I, one, I think get him gonna, older. No, I think no, they're, have to. they're not going to no. give him the big contract. They'll franchise tag him again mm-hmm. and let him play a year, and they'll see how he does. And if he shows that he's got some production, and he'll back up all next year. He'll get. You think so? Oh yeah. Oh, There's so, no obviously. way he's going to be able to start next year. Really? He, hmm. If he starts, it'll be the second half of the season. Well, when did he break his ankle? Uh, mid-season. Yeah, but that's that's just, just short of mid-season. Got... Yeah, but it was it was a dislocation and a break. It oh was yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, okay. They folded it over. It wasn't Ugh. Adam. It wasn't. It wasn't. Um, whatever. What Smith? Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. It wasn't Alex yeah. Smith. Man, bad, that dude almost bad. died. Man, have you seen the picture of oh, that? I know. It's that unreal. was nasty. Uh, Dak was Dak was Ooh. pretty bad, but you know he is already you know running drills. Yeah. Then he'll be back at the right preseason. On. We'll see. It, the big I'm deal's sorry. I, if Dallas is smart and they want to protect their money, they're not going to start him. They're going to they're going to franchise tag him and let him play as many games as he can possibly play to see how his production is. And if he looks like he's going to be worthy of the money, they'll pay him. Yeah. And, and if ba- he doesn't, they'll, they'll they run won't. him his back up for the first couple of years. I don't know. First couple games. We'll see. Who knows? Jerry Jones wants to win right now. He's been yeah, he's been wanting Jones. to win for a long time yeah, since the nineties. I can't the stand 90s. Jerry Jones. Well, cannot that, Jerry long, Jones is the main reason I can't stand the Cowboys. As long as he owns that team, I will not be a fan. No, just won't be a fan. If he would just stay up in the booth, man, you know. Yeah, he's not a coach. No, he's an owner. He, he needs to hire he's a owner. He needs to let his GM. son take over. Just, he should have you know, went ahead and it. fired yeah. himself. Yeah, well, he's well, not going to do that. I. Believe me, my wife's a fan, and whenever they told me that Ron Rivera was going to go to Washington and they were going to get McCarthy, I went, they dropped the ball. The, the coach they should have had just yeah. went over to Washington. Yeah. When, they, when they fired Jimmy Johnson, they oh, dropped yeah, the Ron ball. Oh, yeah, Ron Rivera is over there. Yeah, he's coaching yeah, for yeah, Washington. Yeah, my, my wife's a big Cowboys fan. Oh, gotcha. She's well, a diehard. My mother-in-law is, too, and we, we agree I mean, on I every, love her anyway. It we agree on is. every single day except for whenever we're playing Pittsburgh. And other than that, <laughs> I'll, I'll, be a, I'll be a Cowboys supporter till till they're playing each other. I, I do my best not to talk trash while she while while the game's on, but huh? it's hard not to. Well, yeah, it's tough. It's anyway. hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's going to be a good season. I mean, uh, it's going to be a a good Super Bowl, uh, regardless of who goes. Um, I would love to see Breeze go one last time. Yep. But it, I, he's done after this season. I mean, it, it, this is it. It, it. it has already been rumored and talked about that he's going to. Uh, this is the end for him. I don't know if well. I don't think he's going to stay with the franchise. Eleven rib fractures. We're getting hit by one guy one time makes you really reconsider what you want to do oh, for yeah. the rest of your life, especially with his, his career, you know, his kids, and his wife. Yeah, and, you know. yeah. He's made his money and done his thing. I understand completely, but it's he's made a lot of his money. Yeah, and he's got a lot of people in that town that you know fully behind him, and I think he probably epitomizes what quarterbacks ought to do for the the towns they play in. Oh, yeah. What he does. Definitely. What he's done for them. I mean, he, he is a – Role a, model for other quarterbacks to follow. Yeah. But, and there's not many that do that. That's the problem. It's just like we were talking about earlier about Deshaun Watson wanting to go. It's like, man, God, you think about if Deshaun Watson wants to go, the Colts need to be blowing up his phone right now. 
Yeah. I mean, right now. And he's a pretty chill dude too, right? Deshaun Jackson, he's he, a good guy. He is. He and you know what I thought I found very interesting that they, they did that deal where they said JJ Watt went over and pulled him aside and he said, I apologize for us wasting one of your years because of how bad they played this year. And you can't put it all on you can't put it on JJ's shoulders, but for him saying that to him, it just tells you how bad that organization is when a player's apologizing to another one about how bad they played. I mean yeah. that's just yeah it's unbelievable to think that and it didn't think and, but you also have to consider the character of JJ Watt well yeah that yeah, too for one that that is an amazing dude but there it's it's one thing to have an organization or people around there building a team that's going to be successful and somebody goes in there and literally dices it up and you go how in the world does this guy even get a head coaching position in the first place to do what he did but then again you know there's Oh, we also There's remember Jason Garrett. Oh, he, well, <laughs> said it. I did. Yeah, he I was there for it. a long time, dude. For some reason, what reason? I don't know. He was a yes man. He must have had pictures. Well, he on was somebody. A, he was just a yes man. Yes, sir. Whatever you, you want, know. Jerry. <laughs> you know, that's. I mean, that's how you keep your job. Yeah. You know, in that kind of Definitely. environment. I mean, I'm surprised he's doing what he's doing with the team he's with now. Who's he with now? Giants. The Giants. He's oh, a, that's he's right. Offensive coordinator. That's right. That's right. Yep. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you coming in today. Yeah. It was fun. A, I had no time. idea what I was getting into or what yeah. I was doing all that stuff. Do you I, regret I it? That. No, no, not at all. Well, we're it's glad fun. you came in. There's going to be something that I said in this podcast somewhere that somebody's going to torch me out for. It. Oh, that's not well, really I mean, that. It's that. But, you know. Well, then, then it is you, what it is. Then you did it right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, isn't that what you said? If, if, yeah, if, if you don't get at least some, one complaint, yeah. you're not doing your job. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I hope everybody enjoyed the show. I mean, I did. I really enjoyed the night. Been a good conversation. I didn't. I didn't realize the the wide variety of subject matter we'd cover. Oh, here yeah. we are. All right, <laughs> Mr. Just tell them about the uh, go Harvest Texacana. Harvest yep. Texacana. Uh, let me pull, pull up the number up. one more time. Absolutely, Harvest Texacana is the organization we were talking about earlier that really helps out a lot of people in this area. You won't believe the the counties and the kids and the adults that need them on a regular basis. And you can help out by making donations to their website. You can help out and volunteer, whether you're stuffing, you're helping stuff the boxes or even handing them out. Camille and their folks there can help get you in what I call an area that you will work the best in. You mm-hmm. know, she'll come to you, she goes, and whenever time I go there, she goes, oh yeah, you're stuffing boxes. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> Wes, you're stuffing boxes. And that's fine. It's perfectly fine. But the, the cool thing is, is that the organization helps people in our backyard more than anything else. Because there are people here that we don't even realize that need that help, that are getting it from them. So yeah. right. I think that's, that's important, a, man. It's a it's a great it's thing local. to be involved. It's it's, it's very important. Community oriented. Eight seven zero seven seven four one three nine eight. That's the phone number you can call. Call them directly. Uh, They've got social media too, so you can message them through their Facebook page. You can message them through Instagram. You can. They believe me. They keep a pretty tight. You know, they'll respond to you pretty quick, so you can DM them through yeah. that stuff or whatever and be able to get harvestregionalfoodbank.org. Yeah. Hit them up. Uh, they need volunteers. They need um, volunteers from the bottom to the top, in the middle, and everywhere in between. Sure. Uh, if you don't want to get, uh, if you can't get a hold of them directly, uh, get a hold of us at what you know good podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can get, uh, that'll get to me or Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need help. We'll help you. Uh, if we can't help you, we will get you to the person that can help you. Absolutely. I promise we will get you all the help we can possibly help you get. Um, if you want to donate, go to that website. Donate. Reach deep down. Do I mean, If you got pennies in your pocket, if you got nickels in your pocket, if you got hundreds in your pocket, 
help these people out. Don't be a what? Don't be a stick in the mud. Don't be a stick in the mud. <laughs> there you go. Don't be you, a stick in the mud. You think about what the average dinner for your family costs out, and you think how far that money will be able to go for those folks. Think a dollar. Five, five meals. Five meals for one dollar. So you $1, think about five that. meals. You take your family of four out right now, you're not gonna you're gonna be sneezing at fifty bucks. So think about how far that would go. <sighs> I just you got know. back I just back from Tennessee, Gatlinburg, dude. Yeah. My wife, my daughter and I, dude, I'm telling you, every meal was like sixty bucks. Exactly. Wow. It's crazy. Exactly. Dude. So you just think about how, how far that could go right now. So, you know, one day of ramen noodles, one day of soup, one day of a pizza out of the freezer and not going out. See so how think about how far that fifty bucks would go. Yeah, I'd like to help out for sure. Cool. Yeah, guys, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. Was nice meeting. Hey, man, we're, we're glad you came on. Well, yeah, I appreciate sure. the time, and it was interesting to be able to talk about all that stuff. I think I'm about talked out. I'll probably be quiet all day tomorrow. <laughs> I don't see you. I don't see you being talked out. I don't see I, it happening. No, it does happen. It does happen. Yeah, for, I, fortunately, I've for never me, seen it happen. Oh yeah, it'll happen for sure. You know, a little, a little quiet time for sure. Definitely quiet. <laughs> Sit back, lay back in your chair. All right, Good gang. Boy. Hey, Casey, play us out, bud. I will. Hey, guys, it's been a very, very good show. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, we will be back in a few weeks. Um, hope you guys had a great, absolutely great holiday season. Um, we're glad we made it to 2021, man. 2020 yeah. was, was crazy. New year. And we're here. It's we're a new year to us. Uh, ready to go. So we'll catch you in a few weeks. Goodbye. And he flew so high and proud. In a world full of people out. Cut his young ass down. No one ever understood a single word he said. And it cast him to the wolves when he wasn't well and fed. Boys, we've got a riser, a riser in our midst. He will get the last lap, it's the last thing he did. And he used to roll around in that red dirt mud. Now he's skipping town and that riser's out for blood. Don't stop going, going south. Cause they'll let you play your music real damn loud. Don't stop heading, heading south. Cause they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth. And that boy, he called his daddy to tell him what he did As the masses screamed the lyrics of a messed up kid And then he told that old man he was never coming back To be cut down again in a town like that Then he surely came to learn people come to watch you fall But he's out to make a name and a fool out of them all They'll never understand that boy and his kind All they comprehend is a fucking dollar sign So don't stop going, going south Cause they'll let you play your music real damn loud Don't stop heading, heading south Cause they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth Don't stop going going south they won't understand the words that are pouring from your mouth don't stop going going south cause they'll let you scream your music real damn loud